sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! did something like at the appropriate time for it to be done excuse me sir 
You might be too sober for this show. Uh, let's hope not. Because <laughs> I could I could use to not be. It is Beard Talk Live. What episode is this? 53. 53. That's right. Year two, bitches. Does that mean Beard Talk Live is coming up on getting its like AARP card? We're going to mm. start getting fucking mail and solicitations. Get all septuagenarian. Isn't that a fun one? What's the one uh, octogenarian? That's right? the one that uh, I think Edge likes to use. 53 fucking episodes. <laughs> All right, well, um, well, before we even get started, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Well, Capitan, this is the Major. It's the Major. Major, we're on episode 53, can you believe that? No shit. No shit. I wouldn't shit you, you're my favorite turd. <laughs> I can't hurt him, dude, you can count that high. <laughs> yeah. I have I'm the just I, I, un, unbeknownst to my teacher apparently yes in fact I would be able to carry a calculator with me wherever I go when I get out of school. Well, I remember you always making the statement. I was told there'd be no math involved, so I just kind of thought that was half-assed appropriate anyway. Nice. What's on your mind? Well, you remember how I was on a rant about our crazy last three female governors. Mm-hmm. It got me thinking about women in politics through history and how much trouble they've caused since we gave them the right to vote. <laughs> the first thing they did was vote in prohibition, which blasted a big crime wave across this country, you know, made fully automatic weapons totally popular and uh, produced the FBI for us. And then, of course, afterward, the Liquor Control Commission and all the rest of it, right? Yeah, that's not exactly but, knocking it out of the park, but, I mean, that's kind of what happens. Well, and well, all, and of this, think- all of this shit's really unconstitutional, but no one gives a fuck about those parts of the Constitution. But I am <laughs> really hoping people actually give a fuck about this part of the Constitution. But, hey, I've been wrong about America before. I thought the Texans would demand to be allowed to go to church. And that shit didn't happen. Oh, during the lockdowns? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm hoping people realize what this is. Like, yep, this is this is the grab. Well, we did defy that to a small extent here in Michigan. I myself, um, I was ordered by the court to do some public service, okay? Okay. And this was just prior to the lockdown when they said you couldn't go to church. So... There's this little church out there in the sticks, and me and my buddy Doc, we went out there and we built a, a little stage, you know, to where they could do the services, raised about four or five feet above uh, ground level. Yeah. And they swung a deal with the local radio station to broadcast the services over the radio station, so people would just pull in the parking lot and watch the preacher on the on the little stage in the podium there and listen to it on the radio and. So we kind of, I mean, you know, we did what we could to have church. But anyway, I got my public service cleared by uh, defying the government. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm steamed, man. I'm steamed about the whole New Mexico thing. Like, you know, still, you know, as a carryover from the other show to this one. 
the oh the governor of Arizona is just about as crazy, <laughs> taking away everybody's water rights around Phoenix, telling them they can't drill water, they can't they can't pound wells, and wow. and they're selling all this they're selling all this land to the uh, some Arab uh, conglomerates. And they're pounding fifteen hundred foot wells down in you know way into the aquifer, sucking out twenty percent of it annually, and they're sending all this hay that they're growing back to Saudi Arabia for their fancy horses. Interesting. And they're telling the the regular man, uh, no, no, you got to uh, dig yourself a big hole and fill it full of rocks and put plastic over it, and maybe you'll be able to suck enough out of it to live. Well, I mean. Dude, right now, I think the single most for for this particular moment, I think the single most powerful uh, known man on earth is the prince of Saudi Arabia. Like the second he decides, I'm siding with bricks. Goodbye. Like, okay, you are going to tip some shit off that was not going to be tipped off otherwise. That's for damn sure. You will absolutely change the world with that maneuver. I think I think it's a sultan. There's like thousands of princes. There's a lot of princes. Oh yeah, that's it, it, there's one uh, there's one that is so worth talking about that they decided to uh, uh, give him an acronym, and I ain't doing that because I don't acronym. <laughs> anyway, yeah. what's bothering me about this? I mean, because one of the reasons that the world was run better, I think, before women got the vote, is men run off of logic, women run off emotion. And you can't run the world on emotion. Otherwise, we're just going from one bleeding heart thing to another. Yeah, I mean, I... So, so, well, uh, you're 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 almost there, actually. So the difference what, what, is not it, the, the difference is not that one is emotion and one is uh, is thought. The difference is that women are thought and emotion simultaneously, and men are thought and emotion in sequence. So, like, men will either think or feel about a thing. And they'll just confine their mental activity to that uh, because they don't have the same development of uh, corpus callosum. And the shittier your environment, the less your corpus callosum develops as a male. Um, and, Fucking and corpus callosum. What? Corpus callosum. It's the, callosum? Yeah, it's the part where your two brains touch. Sounds like a city in Texas or something. Yeah. So you, you've got two brains in your head. Your left brain and your right brain. And your left brain, it can talk. And your right brain, yeah. it can listen. Yeah, that's true. That's why I always have the binaural headphones. Yeah. Yeah, the and thing the thing that bothers me about the culture we're going into now is that, uh, like, two thirds, three quarters of the uh, people that are going to university and getting more and more brain rot, as we all know, are the women. Men are, you know, going into trades, and they they they, they realize that. What they're going to learn at the university ain't worth the price. I hope men are going into the trades. I really do. I hope that's true because I think that uh, that is the best way to go. If you're a young man, you're just getting started. Uh, You're poor already, and you don't or can't, you know, do real ass college. Uh, I don't recommend you do that. Actually, I recommend the smart move is to do a trade. Go learn to weld. Go learn carpentry. Go learn to be an electrician. Go learn. You know, heavy equipment operating, shit like that. Um, you know, you'll learn all the other stuff 
on the way to learning that, right? If you need to learn about computers, you know, or a certain kind of computer on your way through that, you'll encounter that just through on-the-job training. But go do that. That's my recommendation. You know, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not an attorney. But if I were a young man today, I would say, fuck universities, and I would go learn a trade. Well, the thing is, is that the college graduate rate, I mean, they, they, they have this invisible net of their own. And uh, these are the people that are ending up in charge of corporations and whatnot and getting gaining political clout. And, I mean, like I said, we're on our third female governor, and they just run this place into the ground. Hell, the first one was a Gretchen Granholm. She wasn't even a uh, an American citizen. She was a Canadian. And she cut a deal with Canada to sell them our fresh water out of the Great Lakes, and uh, we'll take your trash. Canada. Good deal. Yeah, Canada. Nice. Canada. I, I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said it, so. Well, good. Not too far off the mark. I, I, I try. No. I try to make my uh, slurs. Now, you know, catch it is. It, it is wild that I honestly expect people to give a shit more about their guns than literally water. Like that's honestly pretty weird, but I do. Well, you see what the Saudis are after. They're after our damn water too. They can't drink their oil. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Like. Everyone gets richer by trade. That's how this well, whole thing I mean, works. As far as the states sit, I think Michigan is sitting pretty good. We got two thirds of the world's fresh water surrounding us. And uh, when it all comes down to it, you know, everything goes out out of business except for the grocery stores and and uh, and the need for water. I mean, the carpet store is shut down. The furniture store is shut down. The people don't buy what they can't afford and don't need. Yeah. yeah so yeah. water's going to be a hell of a, uh, especially well, if we can figure out how to get the government off of our ass so we can make some headway with hydrogen. They want the Green New Deal. That's all they need to do. Let me pull up to the oh, river. They, the, last the, thing they, the last thing they want is for everyone to know that the climate is doing great. Like, that oh, is absolutely the last thing they want to fucking happen. I mean, and they've got all the fucking okay. kids. I said it once, I'll say it again. You want to stop global warming? How about we turn off the ionospheric heaters? You're still running ionospheric heaters. They are putting a shit ton of electricity into these giant ass antenna arrays whose whole job is to superheat part of the atmosphere. How, how about I we start there? No, that's that. why they fucking keep doing that. Because if they fuck up the weather, then they say, see, we need global government. More power. Oh, I know. They started doing this shit with the chemtrails probably back in the late 80s. Yeah. I remember I called So chemtrails, that's a weird one. Because like, if you, if you use the right magic fucking words in your searches, you can actually find good information on that. Mm -hmm. But if you search for chemtrails, you'll find conspiracy shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, call, I called in about 10 years ago, and I think Mark was sitting second chair, and I always thought him to be a reasonably well-educated man. He called me a freaking flat earther. <laughs> Damn. Uh, that sounds like Well, no, I mean, the, the, they've <laughs> humans have, like, openly been putting metal into the atmosphere to change its weather for, like, 100 years. 
or more at this point? Like, when when did we start fucking around with balloon technology? Like, since then is when we, like, put uh, uh, liquid silver into the atmosphere to try and get uh, clouds to form, and it right. fucking works. Yeah, oh, I, yeah I, I was thinking about uh, the old rainmakers, how they'd throw up the explosive charges. Mm. And hell, even the fireworks. I mean, the colors are caused by burning burning metals. The, the brilliant white, that's magnesium. The blue and the green, that's copper. I don't know what metals make the rest of this shit, but when they burn the coal and this fly ash, it heats it to such a high degree, it turns all the little metal molecules into basically like little parachutes. That's why they just hang in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny to me because uh, (laughs) the largest polluter on planet Earth is the organization type known as government. And so... So if you really want to save the planet and do good for the earth and, you know, uh, clean up pollution, uh, just now you're an anarchist. But Congratulations. But we've got to use pollution to stop pollution. <laughs> no, you don't. You well, should no, look for the- just got we just got to take the reins of the most powerful evil in the universe. And once we, the good people- Take the reins. I'm totally sure that it won't corrupt us utterly and make us into the most wretched human monsters. Oh, that power always does. No, not us. We're special. <laughs> like, We're special. Like, I'm pretty sure that that's this the- This time's different. That might be the best thing that, that government does. Is <laughs> sort of disguise that. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, because if you look at, like- Really, just measure all of the pollution and then go, okay, where does most of it come from? <laughs> it comes from government. Yep. So, if you've, congratulations, you found the largest polluter. Now shut it down. Uh, because you must also ask yourself, what else does it, what is its output? Right? Yeah. Government outputs a shit ton of pollution. Okay. Well, what is that pollution doing? What is it also the biggest exporter of? Right? Well, death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, democide. And that's uh, all government attributable deaths, in, not including war. Uh, you know, gives you a good start. Uh, Two hundred and ninety something million in the twentieth century alone, I believe. Mm. I don't remember the exact number, but it's a bunch. Yeah. It's more than like you can fathom. Uh, and then follow that up, you know, to to where we're at now. So yeah, all the biggies, you know. All of the war, all of the democide. Oh, here's like a, a fun one to to follow the the trail of is uh, always in the top five is uh, medicine. Yeah. Now the reason for that, it turns out, medicine comes from the same swamp as the military industrial complex. Like it's all oil. Like, that was the shift over. Like, the world changed when we moved from coal power to oil power. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, like, the world order shifted to oil, which is fucking toxic. Especially if you harness it to be more toxic. Right, yeah. Take something poisonous, make it more poisonous. Yeah. But, you know, that's to shorten the war. Yeah. We'll invent mustard gas. That'll keep the war short, because clearly no one would keep going after such a devastating weapon came into existence. Oh, shit, they'll keep going after it every time. Yeah, and, and, and doesn't uh, uh, military service for, for government uh, output the most suicides? I think I read that somewhere. Mm. But if I remember correctly, like, you know, it's—oh, there was another one. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, there goes another one. I, you know, it's like once a, you know, every couple of minutes or something. I don't remember the, but it's a lot. It's more than you think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's, it's two fun little things. One, things are easier to break than they are to fix. Yeah. And if you break someone's humanity, like, okay, now yeah. they have a broken humanity. It can be fixed. Everybody online it, wants to talk about trauma responses. Yeah. Yeah. Join the military. And uh, the rest of your life will be a trauma response. Yeah. And, well, that depends. You can fix your humanity. Uh, I, I know for a fact how effective uh, uh, hallucinogens are for that uh, in regular well, or for, micro dose. For dealing with, like, PTSD. Right. Right. But that doesn't mean you're not going to have the memory of having lived through doing all that shit. Right. Right. And so. you have to integrate that whole thing. So one, it's harder to fix than it is to break, and two, they don't try to fix it. Yeah, they just—we're not going to pay you anymore. No, they, well, they need—they need something to treat so they can get their, you know, cronies in the pharmaceutical industry to, you know, figure out some drugs. And that's exactly it. I hate that—that that the whole, like everything in life right now is—it's a subscription, man. Yeah. Like I hate that. I can't even go get like a. I'm not going to say what it is. I was trying to find a piece of software that I already own a copy of, but it's an outdated copy. And I was like, oh, let me see if I could just go get the newest flavor. And I downloaded it. And it was like, sign up for the, you know, like I couldn't get just the program. I had to sign up for a monthly bill. It was like, I don't know, two bucks a month or something, but it was cheap. But I was like, no, I don't want to, I want to install it on my computer and just have it. I don't want to pay for this. And so I didn't. I found a, an alternative to their software. Well, you know why we don't have power everywhere on Earth. So uh, Tesla specifically set out, here's here's like exactly how to put electricity that you can harvest anywhere on Earth all of the time. And they said, well, how are we supposed to put a meter on that? So they refused to invest. Yeah, they couldn't charge you for it. How, how are we supposed to put a meter on that? Well, you're not supposed to. And that's why we don't have that. Yeah, okay. yeah well, there's a lot of things from antiquity that should be revisited. Well, and You guys are talking about the government being the largest polluter. Yep. I mean, it, the, the military is definitely the top, but it starts all the way at the bottom. When's the last time you've seen a cop shut his car off? <laughs> they don't. Yeah. Right? They yeah. just don't. Right. Right. Okay, and uh, and when the, all of these military entities and the CIA and the FBI and all the rest of them, whenever they're given their budget, if they don't burn it all up, well, next year might very well be reduced. Right. You know? So, I mean, even during peacetime, the Navy probably burns off enough uh, munitions to recapture Cuba, Portugal, Venezuela, and Honduras, too. <laughs> Just in practice. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Before I even got into how uh, how a good currency would... Mm. Even before I got into how it would act... Like, this way of doing good currency actually redesigns our entire energy system for its most efficient output. But even before I got into that, the very simple fact of... When you are taking away the power to spend infinity dollars on murder, you make the world cleaner. Right. I mean, it's it's the number one source of pollution. So if you just knock that even halfway down, 
you've beaten every other possible strategy for improving the environment. And in addition to that, you get rid of the largest murderer, the largest rapist, the largest thief, the largest extortionist, the largest, you know, all of the things uh, that government is. You get rid of that in the process of getting rid of the largest polluter. Yeah. But you have to face the uncertainty. And that's what fucking scares people. They would rather well, they would watch think- a million deaths that were unjustified than to face the possibility that their government isn't watching over them. Major? Well, I got a, I got a quote from Timothy Leary. Okay. They, we were, I was on the woman kick to start with. You, remember, you guys know who Timothy Leary is, right? The oh, yeah. All right. Drugs. And, uh, oh, my this, God. This why haven't they made movies of this guy? Like, he I, had a life. Kind of off the wall, but I think I can read between the lines and I know where he's coming from. He says, women who seek to be equal to men lack ambition. <laughs> and if you look back historically, I mean, I don't want to piss off all the gals in the audience, but if you look back historically, and even the old country songs, you know, it's hard to be a woman because men go off to war or to work and <laughs> women get to deal with all the crap. Oh, yeah. So if you can yeah. Business, you can it's a famous a Hillary quote of how uh, women are the real uh, victims of war. Well, at one point in time, that's true. Them and the children, you know. Well, so um, it's literally how how men have been dying for all of humanity's existence. It's been the defining characteristic of the male gender of humanity is that we die in war. And some of us manage not to for a while, but basically, no, we fucking die in war. Uh, The defining characteristic of women, however, has been they die giving childbirth. And some of them don't. And but yeah, they they die at childbirth. And that's why, like, it's a really important thing that they pick the right person. And that's been what defined humanity is that women picked the right person. And the hand that rocks the cradle controls the world the fact of the matter is that human beings pick up more of their mothers than their fathers because when they are most sensitive is when they are supposed to be with their mom so there's always a bigger imprint of culture from the mother's side than the father's side well there's been poverty throughout the generations and centuries all over the world you know whether it be famines or plundering or whatever well right and, but uh, but the thing that no, turned... not, hear me out here let me say okay. right. to quote many many a king you can always hire one half of the poor to kill the other mm-hmm. yeah that's that's wise that's wise and that's what they do and fact is they like to agree between kings of when they're going to kill off a bit of their restless poor against each other yeah which is why it's so handy that the kings and queens are all in one big family. Well, these politicians nowadays are so com- concerned about the overpopulation of the earth and whatnot. Just imagine where we'd be without all these, you know, the black plague and the bubonic plague and all the rest of the crap that's plagued humanity, no pun intended, through history, you know, war being one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we already three times the population we got now. Yeah, uh, I mean, 
it's pretty obvious to me that mankind just needs to stop killing each other. Yeah. Right. Like if, if, if we could get together collectively as, as, as men, as human beings, uh, across the planet earth and go, Hey, you know what? Let's just stop killing each other. Let's start there. Well, right. and I think the, well, no, I think we have to end there. Honestly, I think the only way that we're going to get there is we have to be the ones feeding each other. And that's why a universal currency is such a powerful idea is that if you have one way that everyone is getting fed, then we figure out real quick exactly what we're willing to put up with. And turns out we're willing to put up with a lot when we're getting rich. When everyone on earth is prospering because we don't have all of the wealth being drained into right. the power structure that destroys wealth. Right. We we know how how we got to a point of you know the the richness that the the Western culture, if you will, uh, has has got us to has brought us to. Uh, we know how it works. Uh, free interaction as individuals, trade, unabated trade. Right. That's what got us here. It wasn't until you know this large entity started creeping in on every little goddamn thing that it started stifling all of that. And now every time there's a new thing, uh, a whole bunch of shit gets fucked up. And then eventually they create a department for the new thing, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then, you know, there's maybe some sort of balance stricken at some point. I don't know. We're in the point where like uh, government is finally reacting to the technology of over a decade ago, mm. right? And they're like, oh, fuck, cat's out of the bag. Those fuckers were right. You know, their math checks out, right? They hired enough mathematicians that go, yeah, what they're saying is fucking true, mm -hmm. right? And then they try to figure out how to manipulate it and get some for themselves and see how the market reacts to this, that, and the other thing. But, like, they're, like, they're slow. They're behind. There's a, they're a, they got a decade to make up, and uh, government's not going to – they're going to be a decade behind for the entirety of the life uh, life cycle of cryptocurrency until the technology eats the bureaucracy, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and that's the beautiful thing to me about cryptocurrency is that it that technology uh, is so efficient that at some point governments will adopt it <laughs> for themselves because it's just so efficient. Uh, and then, you know, the game's sort of over at that point. At some point, what can be purchased can be automated. So that data set can be automated, right? So now you don't need a department of so-and-sos to do a bunch of bullshit filing and computer work and shit, mm -hmm. right? It, replacing the bureaucracy, right? Record keeping, this is what I'm talking about, data sets. Replacing that uh, from the hands of these monolithic states, these antique devices of hate and violence, mm -hmm. right? Uh, replacing that, I think, is a pretty cool, you know, like, feature right. of the technology, you know? Uh, and, like, bureaucracies are behind the ball. They're not, they're too late. It's the cat's out of the bag. It's Right. Right? You're not going to catch up to it. You can't out-invent it. Right. All you can do is adopt it and you know, see where it takes us. Like, humanity will never forget that this was worth something. And as long as humanity remembers that this was worth something, they're going to try and go, well, can I make it money? Can I turn this into money? Yeah. Which means that you can't ever get rid of it because it's a more powerful technology for money. 
I'm sorry, you will never defeat the internet either. It's here to stay. Yeah. There was a Chinese politician back in the 80s, I remember. He he, uh, was asked a question about, you know, because they they got a thousand-year plan, maybe a 10,000-year plan. Hell, we got a four-year plan with these jackasses we're dealing with. But the question he was pressed with was, uh, you know, what was would be the easiest way to take over America? And he says, "That's not hard at all. Their greed will consume them, money, mm. yeah, money." And I was probably the first class in uh, school where they started. I think was end of junior high, beginning of high school. They started pushing this new math. <laughs> I remember and, that. Yeah. I, well, I've been taught old math my whole life, and so they're giving me this new pile of you know, twigs to try to unravel, and it didn't make no damn sense at all. I'm trying to remember that. These Washington bean counters have taken it to heart and run with it to God knows where, because... I I think that that's probably... It's just like they used to say about a survey. You can make a fucking survey, say anything you want, just depending on who you poll. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And how you put the question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember their slogan. They had a slogan. It was uh, uh, it, it doesn't matter if you if you solve the problem or not. It's that you understand how you got to your wrong answer. Something <laughs> like I, I, yeah. And then there was a there was a song that used to play on the Doctor Demento show, and it was uh, new math so very simple that only a child can do it. <laughs> yeah. Because the the adults oh, were like, man. "What are you fucking talking about?" No, it's it's the it's the second leg of the assault of classical education. Yeah. So uh, in classical times, when humanity was much much more poor, there were two kinds of education. Yeah. You learned your trade, which was just about everybody, and yeah, a lot of agricultural trade there. Yeah. Uh, or you got a a formal education. Now, if you got a formal education, they would teach you the four mathematics and the three uh, language arts. Mm-hmm. And over time, like when they instituted the imperial method of uh, centralized education, they left logic completely out. <laughs> yeah, it is conspicuously missing from you know school curricula. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of astronomy they teach, you know, in uh, like up until high school anymore. But like sometimes it's available. Uh, but they they didn't really focus on getting rid of that. It just kind of fell by the wayside in the process. But logic they kicked out right in the beginning. Yeah, and now they are trying to grind it all the way down to arithmetic. Well, John Taylor Gano had it down to uh, that you could teach, you know. Reading, writing, and arithmetic to you know the twelfth grade level in a very short period of time. You didn't need twelve years. You could do it in like six months or something. I don't remember what the time frame is, but so I don't want to misquote him. But it wasn't that long, and so you have like the rest of childhood to like figure out what you're into, what you like, and kind of where you want to go with it, right? What things do you want to learn based on your what you naturally gravitate to, what you're you know naturally interested in at your own pace too. So you don't have to either be, you know, in a class where the class isn't moving fast enough or in a class where the class is moving far too slow, right? Uh, not everybody learns at the same pace. And also the ridiculousness of the, the classroom with the rows of desks and the person in front of the big board. And, you know, they still use the, the, the chalkboard sticks, 
You know, they still exist, right? With the chalk at the end of it or the pointer, yeah. right? So, like the the visual of a of a switch or some sort of a weapon, hmm. you know, of a, of a you know, uh, when they were spanking kids and shit is still there. It still exists. It's a very authoritarian. Yeah, and like you know, you go to a school assembly. There's the principal at a podium. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, you know, these are things that, like, okay, maybe that's the best way to deliver that, but maybe not. Hmm. Right. Uh, people, you know, and you're not going to learn like, oh, I'm going to spend 45 minutes on math today. And then the bell's going to go off and you immediately have to like switch your like whole entire being, your focus. Right. I don't know about you, but like when I'm getting into something, uh, if I'm looking something up and I, you know, I've, I go down a rabbit hole or something like uh, I enjoy that journey. Yeah, I, I might want to spend hours on an idea so yeah. I can really get it down. I do the same thing with music. When I'm, when I'm trying to like arrange a song or you know make a new part and assemble it all together and do the parts the right number of times and stuff like that, like I might spend, I can't do that in 45 minutes once a day, right? Like sometimes that's a whole day. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't like the idea of limiting children to these tiny nuggets this is almost pro programming them to have a limited attention span if not directly programming them to have a limited attention span i believe that's the result of that absolutely is, is that well, children have a shorter attention span well explicitly that is designed to get them accustomed to a factory setting so that they can blow a whistle or ring a bell or whatever it's going to be Okay, move on to the next station. We don't want you getting too comfortable with anything. Right. You, you get too comfortable with something, you might start getting ideas of how to change it. And fuck you. We decide what changes. Yeah. That's the whole idea. I mean, that's why they're literally taking away mathematics from children. I mean, it's becoming really increasingly obvious that public education is child abuse. There was something that the uh, UAW figured out many, many years ago. This What's was taught to me by a guy I knew that had worked there for a long time. He was uh, what they called a replacement operator, somebody that knows every line, every job on the line, right? Right. And what they'd do is they'd find the laziest son of a bitch in the plant, and they'd put him on the hardest job. And within two weeks... That son of a bitch, because he was lazy and didn't want to move no more than he had to, would figure out the quickest, most functional way to do that <laughs> the, job. Right, the most efficient way. And then they'd move him to another one. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, it's true, right? Like, people do invent ways of making things easier as they repeat them. Mm -hmm. This is called innovation. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Even... even you, you, well, you learn shortcuts for one thing. Yeah. And, uh, you uh, know, this is what they call in it, economics local knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the location where the thing gets done. You know a bunch about the thing that's getting done. Yeah. And that means that you can add this efficiency because you're there seeing the thing. If and you're doing a the thing, if you're a fast food burger flipper, what we're talking about right now is when you assemble the deluxe hamburger. Right. You know, that when you make that process as efficient as possible because you've done it a thousand times. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, the first one you put together, you'll be the most slow at. But mm -hmm. the more you do it, the better you get at it. And then all of a sudden you figure out, oh, if I, you know, 
grip this in just the right way and grip this, I can get two things that when you figure out a more efficient way mm -hmm. to get it done. This is, I believe, what humans do best. Mm -hmm. It's like when you sort of repeat these series of tasks, you start thinking about, you're like, okay, maybe there's a way, you know, what if we did this? What if we did that? We said, you know, that's where innovation comes from. Yeah, and that principle scales into every part of human life. Yeah. Well, not to pick on the fast food workers, but you get what you pay for. Half of them can't even hit the damn bun with the burger. Hmm. Well, I've had more than one, you know, many, many times. You get something that's hanging a third out, and half the cheese is stuck to the <laughs> wrapper, and the pickles are all on the other damn side in one pile. Well, hey, you know I mean? it's not have called accurate food. You got to have a little pride in your work. I don't care what it is. Yeah, it, it is good for your for your psyche to have pride in what you're doing. But, man, the way everything is structured, it is very difficult to do that sincerely. I mean, if you're working for a corporation, which everyone fucking is, then you are, in fact, working, like, at the government. You, and, yeah, it makes you go a little postal to work for the government. Right, every corporation, it's an offshoot of the government. And yeah, we all go a little nutty when we get forced into a structure that is not organic. Isn't like, it that's weird not that... an organic, that's not a life structure, that's a death structure. Well, yeah. Like, that's why it's the same model as, you know, like the Roman Empire. Literally the same corporate model. Yep. For the same reason, the same purpose. Yep. Death. They want to carve up the world. They're making it happen. You guys brought up, you know, people going postal. And uh, this is kind of funny. We were sitting around one time um, beating the dog because it was after another one of these postal shootings, you know, probably 20 years ago maybe. And uh, there was one girl there that worked at the post office and had for a long, long time. And so I looked at her and I says, so where do you get your parts to turn your semi-automatic weapon full-out automatic? She says, through the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Postal pretty... workers know how to properly acquire the things to go postal with. Yeah, I believe it. You know they're the they're the like biggest official drug dealers because they don't open your mail. Oh, yeah. Not allowed to. Right. It's kind of the it's kind of the the thing that we got for not being allowed to compete with their asses. Yeah, but like they can open your mail. Yeah, that's true. Like if, if an alphabet agency shows up at the post office and is like, we need to open rubber bra and they show them, you know, some badges and some paper, mm -hmm. uh, sure as fuck, they can open your shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You yeah, well, and that, and that's yeah. that, uh, that um, you don't know when you're being watched, right. but you could be watched at any time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the white powder scare a few years ago? They were sending all the politicians these, and hell, it was probably powdered sugar or Pillsbury flour. Or something oh, I forgot was. about that. That was uh, wait, was it Anthrax? Because like that's also one of my favorite no, no, band's no, names. No, it, it was. Uh, I think it might have started with A, though. I think you're close. Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't remember either. I remember during the Anthrax scare though, uh, when that was being sent. This is some time ago now. Uh, and but, you know what? I think, I think Captain, I think you're right. I think it was Anthrax. Well, Anthrax, the band, had to put a, a page on their website that was like, uh, "Hey, we're the heavy metal band. If you're looking for information on the 
on the disease or the or the powder, click on this link to the CDC or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, but if you want to, you know, click here, they they had to put in like a you know a fork in the road to keep their website from crashing because everybody was looking up anthrax in their search engines. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the first probably major coast to coast disclaimers. <laughs> but they're like, uh, like uh, they wrote it to their fans or something, and they were like, uh, at first we thought about changing our name, and then like, what are we gonna call ourselves? Basket full of puppies? <laughs> like, no, we're not changing our name. We had the name first before these assholes, you know, started sending shit through mail. So we're keeping it. And I was like, eh, I respect that. Yeah, you can't let the terrorists win. Yeah, I definitely yeah, remember when uh, there were a lot of uh, the so-called cop- copycats of it. You know, people were sending, yeah, powdered sugar and chalk and shit like that. And sometimes people would fall for it, give them a real fright, and then it called the authorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Major's probably old enough to remember. Uh, remember the Tylenol scare when they were. Oh yeah. Yeah, Somebody I, put some yeah. shit in the Tylenol, and so Tylenol didn't know what to do, and some people took it, and bad things happened. Well, I think they were finding that the bottles were being violated at the store. The seals had been broken, and right. people were mm. getting the capsules or whatever. Yeah, it's called "Don't be a dumbass." We already solved this problem. Yeah. We put the thing there so that you know that, like, look at the thing. Do you remember uh, what's the one the more recent, more recent, yeah, slightly more recent, the uh, the Tide Pod Challenge? Oh my God! There was a oh, series. I mean, to of be these fair, things, they right? did they did make it look a little more like food than they should have, <laughs> or maybe we've just come a little too far with our food like substitutes. Yeah. But yeah, and God, so dumb, and it absolutely got well, made yeah. so much worse by the media. Wasn't there yeah, like, like that could have just been a fart in the wind, but now nah, we got to put that shit on every central network. What's that mean? Never underestimate the idiocy of humanity. <laughs> Never underestimate what humans won't put on camera. Mm, there is that. <laughs> Although, like, humanity could use, like, a legitimate challenge, right? Well, you're talking, you guys were talking about the kids and their attention spans getting shorter and shorter, too. The uh, the damn smartphones and the internet don't help that. No, I mean, this whole TikTok thing is based on 10, 15 seconds. They want you to have the attention span of a damn gnat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So moving along. Sorry, just kidding. That was an attention span joke. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. But now you're going to actually move along, aren't you? Oh, you bastard. I probably had something to say, but I was thinking, man, I... So uh, people's attention, attention span, spans aren't actually getting any shorter. Uh, that was all uh, bullshit. I feel like uh, mine they've has. done some follow-ups and like oh so many things that they measured. Now nah, it was bullshit. Oh, we uh, people people are just uh, Sorry, adapting Creighton. to a new availability of information. But no, it, for example, Joe Rogan is not a short show. It's not a soundbite show. Yeah, that's true. Like these are deep dives, and it turns out that's what people really enjoy. Like, yeah, some of the time they want to TikTok, and some of the times they want to hear, like, three hours of some interesting shit. Like a double-bearded bastard? Right. Oh, wait, no, this is, I can say the other version. The fucking bearded, double goddamn bearded fucking bastard? I don't know if that's right or not. Uh, uh, that's not even close enough, but no. yeah. But something that. like that, right. 
Um, Major, do you know, uh, you know what the amble is, but do you know what the preamble is for Beard Talk Live? No, sir. Okay, well then just hush for a minute because Peakless and I have to say something and get it out of the way. Fuck, Fuck the, the FCC. FCC. That's right. That's the, the preamble. Yeah, I have once. I, I An do hour later. Yeah, we got yeah, past the first play. hour for the preamble. Nice. Yeah. One of these days, we'll make it to the end of the show. Maybe. <laughs> I got a question for you, Captain. You're talking about you. You think maybe your attention span is getting a little bit shorter. Are Are you a fan of diet sodas, or do you consume diet products at all? Uh, I'm on and off. Uh, I'm mostly off. Uh, I say right, that because well, because I used to do like uh, you know I'd have like a diet coke uh, with my whiskey right that kind of a thing, but then like I just got away from that and I just started drinking whiskey with like water but beside me, you know, uh, yeah. and I'm like okay that's a positive. But I I got into this. Uh, have you seen these these zero brands? Like it started for me with Canada Dry Zero, and then it was Dr Pepper Zero, and now I guess they have Coke Zero, and they. Uh, I don't know what they use for the for the sugar, but like it it almost tastes better than to well, me than I, than the regular versions it. of those drinks, the regular sugared versions. And so I that's was like, "Man, how do you even that's trust that?" Like after NutraSweet, it's like, "Oh yeah, no, it tur- no, it's totally safe." Well, well, when I say safe, I mean it yeah. uh, can totally fuck your brain up. Uh, or give you cancer and kill you. It could do that, but it's safe. Yeah, I decided that it wasn't after consuming a bunch of it. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, I'm talking about you know six month period of time or something. Uh, and so I gave it up finally. And so now it's well, it's off. But that doesn't mean I won't reach for one again. You know, mm-hmm. like I just decided I'm not going to keep it around all the time. You know. Yeah. The sweetening ingredient is what I'm going after. There's a yeah. chemical called either aspartame or aspartame, and it's in all of your diet products. Right. And it's been proven. It's It's got heavy metals. In is that an oil-derived oil derived product? Hmm? Aspartame? Is that an oil-derived product? Aspartame or aspartame. Ooh, I think it's aspartame. Just read the back of any damn diet pop yeah. bottle, and you'll see the word. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty but, sure that's uh, a, a is, byproduct, toxic, dude. Oh this yeah, no. I I read I read up on it and I decided that yes, exactly that. I don't remember what I read because I have a short attention span now, apparently, <laughs> or short memory anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did read up on it, and in fact, I think I had this discussion with Nikki uh, about like you know all the bad shit that's in these diet beverages, and so that's why I gave it up, and uh, I I went. Went and bought myself a couple of boxes of regular ass tea, you know, some off-brand orange pico cut or something of regular ass tea, you know, like Lipton flavor, right? You the big old box of like 120 bags of tea that flavor, and uh, I've been enjoying that. Yeah, this is regular dark tea. I drink a lot of that, and I drink a lot of green tea too. I sweeten it with honey. I used to do the green tea, but like. Something happened, and after a while, it was too much. Like, I would drink the green tea, and I would feel like some people who have to give up the caffeine tell me that they've felt, right? Which is, I get all jittery, and I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, it has, it's, you know, or, or I need to, like, you know, uh, maybe add some more water as I drink it. But, like, green tea and me just stopped getting along, so I just went back to regular ass tea, and I really enjoy it. Well, 
green tea doesn't have a hell of a lot of flavor unless you make it real strong. And if you were doing that, you know, for a, 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 a regular thing to sip on all day, you were probably getting an overload of it. Well, I was doing it uh, the beginning of my day to replace coffee. I was trying to give that up, but I've since decided that I'm just not giving up coffee. No, well, you if you're gonna do if you're gonna change tea for coffee, you want to go with the black tea, like the Lipton or whatever. Yeah, right. Because that actually has some caffeine in it. Right, but I just decided that I like coffee too much to actually give it up at this point. You know, I might oh, revisit I that I... on down the line, but at this point, like, there's there's two whole different sets of uh, uh, of, of data on it. And it's like, coffee is good for you and coffee is bad for you. Like at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to go with, it's fine. How about eggs? You know, how about cholesterol? Well, how many, how, right. how many decades have they been putting eggs in question? You know, Oh, it's good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. What they don't tell you is if you don't cook it to death, like if you cook it sunny side up, so the yolk is still half liquid, you know, dip it with your toast and whatnot. Yeah. The uh the yolk or the, the white of the egg neutralizes the yolk. So the cholesterol is basically a a non factor. Hmm. Yeah. And they've been saying the same thing about coffee. Hell, my old man lived uh, damn near eighty years old and every time he had time to cook breakfast it was bacon and eggs. Yeah, I go with uh, over medium, honestly, which is uh, cooking the whole white of it. Because if you leave it sunny side up, uh, you still have some uncooked uh, egg white. And that can be dangerous because of factory farming methods. Uh, they well, pump them so full of hormones goofy. that they tear their cloaca from pumping out too many eggs. And that's how you can get yeah. the uh, uh, the diseases into the eggs. Uh, that is why they're like, oh, you got to cook all your eggs. Well, it's a little a little goopy and kind of gross to eat too. So yeah, I always flip mine over easy. Or uh, if I got a good load of bacon grease in the pan, yeah, I don't do over easy because it like uh, it still leaves some of the the whites, and those kind of like feel like snot. Like uncooked yeah, egg whites just kind of feel like I'm eating snot, and that's gross. I think you're doing it, it, over easy, wrong. No, no, no. Over medium is uh, is uh, leaving just the yolk. A lot of people get that wrong, and they'll, like, send eggs back because they don't realize that over medium is just the yolk. They're like, oh, this is undercooked because you ordered it over like, easy. Like, I can't imagine, uh, you know, a, a, a version of eggs between what I consider over easy and then uh, over medium. Mm -hmm. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, over medium. Like, I can't imagine, uh, because you're saying there's a stage between over easy and the yolk is cooked completely through. Yes, Oh. That's over. Yep. So over easy is some of the white uncooked. I may have over never ordered is, over medium. Is all of the white cooked and the yolk uncooked? That's how I prefer them, or it sounds like how I or I yeah. make them at home anyway. Yeah, but I do. Same. I flip it's them over, but like I don't like. Yeah, I like the runny yolk. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of uh, ex experienced waitresses will ask uh, for specificity when people order over easy to check and make sure they're not really ordering over medium. Major? Well, every time I've ordered a steak, medium rare, it has not had any pink in the middle of it at all. Well, that's wrong. And I think I could probably expect the same with eggs out of your common restaurant. It would be a little because I only have like literally seconds. always gotten it uh, like right. Uh, I order it over medium. They, I can't remember a single incidence of them not giving me exactly what I ordered. And the yolk, the yolk has still a little bit of liquidity to it. 
Uh, like yolk completely liquid. Right. Well, yeah, it's the best. Evidently, you got a better restaurant. Oh, by the way, uh, NutraSweet. Uh, guess who invented that shit? Wholly owned by uh, Pfizer. <laughs> of course. I yes. was going to go with Dow Corning, but okay. So, did it have to do with oil? Yes. Pfizer had Sweet. Everything to do with oil. I'm going to start calling it Pfizer Sweet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That so, sounds like so a that's the uh, the aspartame there. there. Okay. That sounds like a place where a rich man lives, Captain. Oh, push the button to the Pfizer suite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Pfizer. Your suite is this way. Yeah, that's probably what happens to you. Uh, yeah, all the right. poor little kids at Christmas whose parents believe in this sugar-free bullshit. I tell you what, I feel sorry for them on Christmas morning when they bust into their stock and they get nothing but poison and maybe an orange if they're lucky. <laughs> if they're lucky. Uh, Major, thanks for the call, man. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, let's get this one the fuck out of the way. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? It's your boys. Thanks for the call, man. We'll talk to you for no, this off. Uh, you got to turn your Big shit in the background down, dude. I can hear that no, echo. It's off. All right. It's the big E, evil utilitarian. Hey, uh, you small PP libertarians. Hey, um, hey, did you catch the, um, the Savage Burn, bro? Show? Wait, I'm sorry. What's that? What, what's that? What was your question, uh, Scooter? Did you catch the Thursday show where that they had that um, bare arms guy? No, what did you think? I've been meaning to watch that. Uh, Jay Noon is a, a walking uh, example of, you know, like a man without uh, social security and that, you know, the number and all that kind of thing. He's like a freeborn. Sovereign citizen. Yeah, and Bear has all this, uh, you know, he's got the, well, yeah, he's Except all into the events. legal the legal exceptions and like how you, like according, like the way I understand it is he has all these ideas about how you can use uh, loopholes within the law to like, you know, uh, avoid yeah. some stuff, uh, maybe not get yeah. as persecuted by the man, that kind of a thing. Yeah, he's a charlatan. He's a, he's a snake oil salesman. I, charlatan. I was to call today. Yeah. I don't, okay. He's a yeah. deceiver. I was I was trying to call in today. I was hoping that Ian was going to be there. I was. I knew he had sentencing, sentencing on Monday, but uh, I was hoping he would be there because he was, he was listening to that stuff. So I wanted to, you know, I, I didn't want to like, I, I was going to ask you about it, but I, I didn't want to like surprise you with it because I, I went down the list of his his lies, and I've I've, I've I can show every everything that he lied about. Everything almost was a lie. Like I I have all the quotes and all the excerpts from the tax code, but this guy is intentionally trying deceiving you guys. How much <laughs> time did you How much time did you spend on writing this all down? That's why I was that's why I was pissed off. <laughs> Like all of today, like well before I called you guys. How many hours before would you I say? called you? A couple hours you put into it. Uh maybe three. Three hours, okay. Yeah, but I, uh, I mean, did you? Uh, so you didn't watch it, man? I, no, I, I haven't. I haven't seen that. Um, uh, outside of doing the show, I well, I have a life. And so it yeah. uh, it takes up time. I don't get to listen to all of the shows anymore. I was listening oh. to the digests pretty religiously for Free Talk Live, and I still listen to them from time to time. But sometimes there's things I don't want to miss, and so uh, I really yeah. do enjoy listening to the full three hours, of course. 
Oh, you do? Yeah, uh, but his is, his is kind of – I don't usually, like, listen to hardly anybody, but, um, you know, since it's technical, I'm more interested because, uh, you know, I'm a Spurg, so. What's a Spurg? Oh, an Aspie. That's the confession I'm making right now. I'm an, I'm an, I'm a, I have Asperger's. Oh. That, that, that explains why I have to, like, read and uh, some of my speech patterns, like um, – and I can't transition my brain to a certain tasks. I can't multitask. And uh, so, like, when I read, I can't listen or listen to questions. It takes me, like, three seconds for me to switch. <laughs> so I'm a retard like you guys. <laughs> well, I don't know about no, like us, guys. <laughs> don't get me wrong, dude. No, but, I, do, um, I do retarded things. I'm human, man. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, Asperger's, we, we have uh, higher than average IQs. So our deficiencies, uh, even though we have deficiencies in, in communication, uh, we can think deeper. So a lot of uh, a lot of great thinkers were as- had Aspergers. Yeah, I like mean, Isaac Newton. maybe like a guy with Aspergers, you know, can like think. Yeah. But like, I, you know, I mean, if you want to identify as a we, I guess that's fine. If you, if I want to identify as what a we, a what we, W E we. Oh, oh. You're identifying yourself as as a we, as you know, you're making uh, absolute statements about the group of people that you identify with or as, right? In this case, people with Asperger's. Uh, What, uh, how did I uh, classify that? Oh, what did I say that? uh, You just kept saying we. Uh, We have higher IQs. We don't have this or that or the other thing. We have difficulty with this. I meant as as an average. When you take us as an average, we have an average higher IQ. Uh, when you sample us as a group, but uh, also I want. So, oh, so, okay, hold on, uh, hold so, on. So since you're still in uh, question answering mode instead of uh, 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 reading your paragraph mode, uh, <laughs> would it be effective to give you, you know, that three seconds that you need to switch tracks uh, when you call in? Yeah. I mean, it, it would help a lot. Like, uh, but I'm usually like attacked because uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I put you guys on the defensive. I don't know if it's from the name calling or uh, my message, just because. Uh, oh, just gosh. be being a dick. Gosh, I, I wonder what it could have possibly fucking been. I wonder. Yeah, but you guys, you guys got to stop being girls. I mean, uh, just be logical men, and you know, just. I, mean, I, uh, uh, I, I got to tell you, dude, girls, girls cannot grow this fucking goatee. They just like, I mean, I've seen there's some, you know, like sometimes an elder woman's got like a patch of hair hanging off her, her, you know, two or three chicken neck thing going on or whatever. But like no girl can grow this fucking goatee. So, yeah, that would be disgusting. So one of the uh, to answer your question, uh, one of the things is that I've generally found that when someone is just completely uninterested in uh avoiding insulting people they also tend not to have uh, an excess of wisdom that i'd be really interested in learning man i didn't switch to my listening mode yet go ahead <laughs> jesus christ man <laughs> no hey i did my best to give you the three seconds man that uh, wasn't three wait that was like one wait. i didn't catch the first part i swear to god <laughs> i have a question for you then skeeter you ready, okay, f- you ready, ready for a question? I'm ready. All right, a question. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Do yeah. you have a beard? Oh, my God, no. Oh, right. I can cut my pubic hairs off and, like, uh, glue it. Yeah, didn't Car- I'm, uh, Cartman I'm try that? I'm sanitary. Didn't Eric Cartman try that? 
Isn't that how he first got his pubes? Oh, I don't remember that episode. I haven't watched South Park in a while. Yeah, but did you know? Uh, I I found out. I just found out something about the free uh, the the market. It discriminates uh, on uh, discriminates uh, on women. Have you ever heard of the wage gap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Why are you what. Laughing? Yeah, that's what we used to call your mom. <laughs> uh, I, I was laughing for a different I don't get the reason. Wage but... part. Well, okay. uh, you've heard of prostitution. Uh, what is it? Is this another mom joke? It, it's actually the he continuation of the mom joke that was already told, but it's fine. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay, well, go. What? No, I haven't heard about. What's prostitution? What's prostitution? Playing along. Oh my god! <laughs> I think he's trying to set you up wow. for a joke that you don't have. Yeah, no, it's the joke is I mean, over. Good guess, but that's not where the joke was. It's, it's well, it's, it's well beyond. Uh, I wanted to talk about why bearded lads are more attractive to women, according to science. According to who? Science. Science. Okay. Uh, where are you getting this study from? Uh, the Daily Star. Co. Uk. Uh, maybe because it's in fashion. I don't know. Uh, World Beard Day, we missed yeah. it, was September 2nd. Uh, and somebody uh, you know, took a look at why facial hair makes men attractive. And there's more science to it than you think, apparently. From confidence to being a sign of masculinity, facial fuzz could give you some big benefits, according to experts. And the explanations... Maybe, um, maybe hmm? more attractive people are just growing beards, and it's... Uh... The causal is uh, the other way around. Mm. Or it could be that there's a third uh, and it's unmentioned uh, yeah, factor yeah. that is causing both things. Uh, My guess being uh, testosterone but and, and good health. Because oh, yeah, uh, as, go. as yeah. Zephan pointed out, it's kind of an extra. So your body just doesn't really bother to spend the resources on growing nice hair until you've got everything yeah. else taken care of. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good confounding variable you've identified. That's pro that's probably it. How come you're like but, uh, so calm right now? Uh, yeah, yeah uh, we haven't gotten to talking about anything serious. Like, uh, like for instance, you guys need to stop with that propaganda that. Uh, the public is government. <laughs> no, that's, I just stop that. That, that. That's how you actually figure out what it means, right? Like uh, public schools are government schools, right? Uh, the public works. It's really government works. Uh, the public Sounds good. Like Ian propaganda. Uh, no, actually, it has. Uh, I didn't get it from him at all. Well, and and I I I put it on you to find a counterexample to where the public blank isn't at least added clarity by saying, oh, the government blank. Well, first off, government is the people. <laughs> I mean, I, I know. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean. No, uh, no, it isn't. Yeah. It, it's, no, a, it isn't. it's a republic. It's a big club. It's a indirect and democracy. And we ain't in it. It's an, in, it's no. an, indir it's an indirect democracy. So uh, we elect officials and then the employees follow the officials. So they're basically Is your naivety the... sincere? Or are you totally no, trolling is, me? This is. This is correct. They follow the general the general vote. 
So Not, whoever gets elected is. <laughs> when's the last time you saw a politician? Of, yeah, yeah. When's, that's, when's that's the last an expression time? of the people. Are, when, are you denying that? Are you denying yes, that? We straight up denying, denying that that's not how it works at all. That's what you're taught. We don't, elect the, we don't, we don't control the uh, government by electing not officials. Remotely. Yeah. When? When's the last I mean, time? It, it, when's the last time you got a government official fired? It's the general. It's the general vote. That's where. That's when's where the last time they they held an election to fire a public official? Uh, no, it's well. I don't know. The, I don't. I don't even know the laws to get. Uh, you, you don't even question it. You don't even question that there's uh, an election to get a guy in, but there's no election no, to get wait, rid they, of a guy. Can, I don't know all the different ways you can get rid of a politician. I'm sure there's like recall. <laughs> there's um, impeachment. I, I don't know. I this that's so you've never it. even tried. <laughs> no, but he can lose the election when his term's up. Everyone knows this when they go vote. Everyone knows this as soon as you know. <laughs> you didn't know all the answer to the last three questions we had about it. So how do you? Yeah, because, how can you um, conclude that everybody knows this when they go to vote? Because it they makes don't. No, because I'm I'm rationally ignorant, right? I got better things to learn, to make more money. That's why. Uh, you know, I, I really don't live in my mom's basement, and I own a house in California. Well, I do think you're voluntarily ignorant. Yeah. You are voluntarily uh, choosing to ignore these things ignorant. because it is rational for you to do so, or at least it appears to be yeah. so. It's yeah. not actually yeah, rational right. yeah, exactly. to be ignorant of uh, well, the motivations of the most powerful gang well, in existence. Yeah, that's why uh, value is not subjective. I mean... Uh, whether it, if it's no, rational it, or it not, it really to know is that. subjective. There are no, tendencies that are in common. You're, you're making a case that it, it might not it might not be subjective. I could be wrong. You're making the case that Whoa. objectively, wait a minute. I might can you be say, wrong. Can you, wow, can you say that one more time? Uh, so um, no, the I might be wrong part. Yes. No, he's making the case that I might be wrong. Not not I'm saying I'm wrong. No, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. Are you open to the idea <laughs> that you might be? Of course, but you guys never proven. You guys never proven. Well, you've never proven me significantly wrong. Well, like the for the record, the, significantly the, wrong. For the thank you, Fauci. Like, uh, it's not. not it's not like of significance. Yeah, like value is not subjective. It's, it just isn't. Well, for you're, the record, making, I am always me. arguing that any one of us could be wrong. Yeah, but uh, it's the big things, the ones that we. Um, the ones that we really argue for, the ones that we really feel feel passionately about. If you're wrong on those, like uh, libertarianism, okay. so, libertarianism, so they've they've examined the outcomes uh, statistically, and they've found that there's a thirty percent chance of any given policy occurring, regardless, completely regardless of how popular it is. Perfectly popular, perfectly unpopular, there is still a thirty percent chance among the general populace of a given policy coming into place. Okay, so... I mean, that uh, was like, what, Stanford and Princeton that did that? Yeah. Uh, okay, so they don't fucking listen to us, do they? Oh, you... Uh, if the most oh, perfectly... Mean... Pro if the most perfectly popular policy and the most perfectly unpopular policy have identical oh, sure. chances uh, of getting past and everywhere in between, how, how, then they're not fucking listening to us. That's wrong. So how are they getting the, how are they defining popular? Are they taking a survey sample? 
Man, do your own research. I told you, it's a, well, a yeah, Stanford and a Princeton a study uh, that that studied the popularity of these things and their probability of outcome, and it was a flat, yeah, so completely orthogonal thirty percent. When when they study the popularity, that's that's different from saying who's actually voting. So uh, there's a sampling bias there. Like you would want to actually ask voters, right? <laughs> People that are voting. Because the, so it yeah, actually I, I, it, it it actually doesn't matter until you start factoring in wealth. So I, lobbyists had a higher than thirty percent chance of their desires getting fulfilled. Uh, rich yeah. voters had a higher percentage. Uh, yeah. Rich lobbies, financial lobbies, they had like the yeah. best single chance of getting uh, what they want done and getting what they don't want not done. But the That's population, thirty percent. That's the way indirect democracy works. Special interests get no, no. That that is, that is the way an oligarchy works. No, this is that's how that's how uh, distribution of uh, benefits. I mean, distribution of costs and concentration of benefits. That's how indirect democracy works. I don't think it's efficient. That's why I want to get rid of it. But uh, efficiency isn't the, around, isn't the problem. But the, but the difference between incentives me are the problem. It's not inefficient. It's fucking evil. Like the incentives yeah. are to do the most evil possible, right? And that should that's even the exist. problem. It's not I, that they're I, I e too inefficient. For fuck's sake, make them less efficient. We need them to be less efficient at doing evil, since that's no, the only no. incentive. No, you feed you feed into that. So the people funding feed all this stuff, into the, people, the evil, murder more, feed more Wait, wait, here's here's, here's Skeeter. Yes, let the, the hate flow through you. To the government for these programs, <laughs> they should suffer the consequences when the government's not able to pay it back, and that's the beauty of accelerationism. You punish the people who believe in government. Dude, you, you're, okay, you're fucking cheating because you live in California. Like, voting for accelerationism and just being a legitimate voter in California that is not voting for accelerationism, you literally vote identically. Also, if you weren't there voting in that way, it would get done. So that's cheating. You do zero. It, it equals zero. I'm not necessarily here to, you know, accelerate. I mean, even though I'm a proponent of accelerationism. You know, I, I, I'm here for the weather. What a convenient you know, philosophy. How come you're not in like fucking... Like you guys. How come you're not in like <laughs> fucking Hawaii or something? Oh, I, Hawaii, that's where dumb people live. That's where rich came from. I, I love how your worldview demands <laughs> absolutely nothing of you. Uh, how do you mean? Accelerationism, uh, uh, evolutionary utilitarianism, the whole thing yeah. demands absolutely nothing of you. Magnificent. Is it? No, I mean, it, it, it is I, a pinnacle it. of irresponsibility as a philosophy. Uh, I'm not saying uh, as a human being, I'm not going to act perfectly, but uh, the fact that I've developed it, the fact that I've uh, extended Bentham's utilitarianism uh, logically, and I think this is, it's going to take effect. I mean, it's going to, it's, it's based on evolution. How long, how long has it been since you uh, invented this? Uh, the bare bone. Well, uh, the rough, the rough structure. Well, it's still rough right now. But uh, I started eight years ago. You, you can actually you find me calling into Free Talk Live eight years ago. Eight years ago. Okay, <laughs> all right, that's fine. Uh, and uh, in that eight years of you know having developed it and you know it being well, I, I something stopped. that you uh, assumably practice or at least aspire to practice. No, no. 
so, how many uh, followers I mean, of that are there besides you? I don't know. You count the people on my Facebook page? Nope. <laughs> no, but I've been uh, I've been dormant. Uh, well, first off, uh, so that number is ago, zero. Uh, no. It, well, you, how come I can't count the people on my Facebook page? Uh, more probably is it, you don't know that uh you should know the approximate number of followers but, um, that the thing that you invented no has because they'd be like no dude that thing you invented no is pretty awesome and i'm gonna follow it they would tell you that's 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 no indication of the value of my philosophy only the fact that i may be uh i have no charisma um but i didn't i didn't fully flesh it out so, I, so I, wait a minute you know. i get let's so the answer then is zero Oh, probably, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, it's probably zero, but um. Well, I, it really sounds like, like new, it's some of the, the it, that it's really the content of the ideas that just doesn't take yeah. hold in anyone, and you don't even I, know them. You you kind of you kind of only know like I've never gotten. That's why uh, the last Sunday I tried it. I tried to uh, explain it. At least a better. Have, so have you put together? Have you put together the course? What's already happening with more steps? Okay. So how can you criticize my philosophy when you don't even know its principles? I so do what's know its, principle? its principles. It's what fairly it? straightforward. Like you're, you're attempting to uh, create something that is fundamentally objectively true. You're uh, attempting to find huh? objective value so that you can uh, uh, attach no, it to something no, that no. is less ephemeral than uh, a personal subjective so desire. So in order to do that, no. you are applying utilitarianism to an evolutionary no. structure. And you uh, are put, no, you are positing axiomatically <laughs> that evolution's uh, well, a that evolution's mechanisms have a foreseeable uh, uh, structure to them, an end goal, if you will, oh. and and that since that end goal is so obvious, that this is the objective value of reality. Hang on, Squidward. All right, go ahead. Yeah, that's kind of right. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I get yeah. it. It's just. And I've tried no, but, to, I mean, to it, point out the issues with words. it. That's just, so the end goal of but evil utilitarianism is to create the perfect evolutionary being. That's what evolution's trying to do, and that's what it's infor, uh, imposing on us. So all goals are measured toward this, the utility toward that individual. So, so here's, here's the thing about I, evolution, though. It's, it's always <laughs> a matter of change. So the environment changes, the organism changes. No, the environment changes in this way, the organism too. changes in this way. No, uh, evolution, evolution's, the selection forces of evolution applies to environments as well. So environments go extinct. So all these environments, all these individuals, they're all combining with each other. So if, a, if an environment uh, has a symbiotic relationship with, a, uh, let's say, a person, then those two will be drawn together by evolution. And when they connect... They'll merge, and then, and then, so it's it's interplay like this that becomes a, a weird uh, existing game in reality. Well, so, so everyone, organism so and environment are always merged. Is is the problem there? So part of environment is that it fucking kills a bunch of organisms. Like every environment no, but, eventually kills everything. It's just it, a matter so, of what pace it kills which organisms. But does, uh, there if, is no fundamental separation between the organism and the environment. I only cut the first part, but if if an environment were to attack, let's say another thing, if if one thing attacks another thing, that that's an adversarial relationship, right? Uh, so 
that one thing, if well, it has the so power, so organism will, and will environment have it. a semi-adversarial relationship. If it's, so it's self-aware, they they, they they change each other, and sometimes What's they that? change each other very quickly, and that can be damaging. Yeah, but this is all this is all under the selection process of evolution. So it it's all forced to it's all forced. It's like a funnel. It's all forced to the same thing in this perfect evolutionary being, whether it's it's a it's a combination of environments and beings, or just a, just one being or a community or whatever, whatever that is. I don't know what it is. Right? It, it'll take like I don't know. It'll take a lot of analysis to like try to even piece together what this would what this being would look like. But I know this is what we should strive for. This is why. You know, this is why we reproduce. This is why we want to exist. Everything was for this. Well, it's, and you can see evolution tinkering with environments, tinkering with everything. It's tinkering with everything in the universe, all for this one. It's like a simulation. It's like it's trying to, like, figure out a way out of, like, a, let's say, heat death like, of the universe or something. You know, the entropic heat death of the universe. And it's like trying to find an answer to that. I don't know. It sounds mystical, but this well, is what so, I really So here's about. my fundamental question, though. What yeah. gives you the impression that at, at, at its base, that what is, is good? Because, yes, I totally get uh, uh, the forget, description forget that this is, that, uh, that, uh, that uh, evolution is doing this process. Totally. Now, it how do you jump good. to that is good? Evolution's goal must be good because... Everything we have is because of evolution. Our sense of morality was given to us. It was, it's really a detector. Our sense of morality is a detector. It's like a gauge where it's, it gave us the tools to try to detect what evolution's goal is. That's why we have morality. It's like it's, it's, it's so we can figure out what it's trying to do. And that is why it's good. That's why we have a concept of good. And that's why... You'll, and then to prove this, you can see over time, our concept of good will converge to my morality. It'll converge to, like, why, why well, do we want to exist? Why do we want our how children do you know, to survive better than us or something? How do you know why do we that, want to come that, up with good ideas? How do you know that why the want better actions... Hang on, hang on, Skeeter. How do you know yeah. that the actions, the, of, action. the actions of evolution are not like the spawn of some alien race that fucks some monkeys... And it's trying to uh, end up uh, with something that it can come back and mate with. Uh, say that again. A spot of aliens, did you say? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. How do you know that, like, uh, the human evolution process isn't the result of, you know, some aliens coming down, fucking some monkeys, and thousands no, of years no, later but, we uh, got humans, and uh, the, the goal of human no. evolution would be to end up no. as a creature uh, <clears throat> that the aliens could come back and fuck. No, it doesn't matter. If we have a creator, they're still under the forces of evolution themselves. Yeah. So the you problem, yeah, the problem I, I with that explanation, makes... I think, is that it it just takes all of the same questions that we have about our existence and it puts them one step over behind this theoretical framework. Oh, but we don't get to look at the aliens, so we can't actually answer the question of well, where did they fucking get it? Because there's definitely something that makes humans very different. Like, man, did we spend no, all of our points on this nervous system? Like, you know, I'm a role player. We put character points in the shit. Yeah. yeah. Humans put way too many points into their nervous system. And we literally developed an, a, a, a second nervous system. 
And that gave us the power of self-reflection. So, man, that is a wacky evolutionary choice. And we don't well, know if whatever. that's going to survive or not. Yeah, that's evolution's choice. Not, but not but any all, of of the, all of the alien explanation, it just it's a fake explanation. It takes all of the questions that we have, and it puts them beyond this veil of inscrutability. Because like, we can't like say, okay, these are the fucking ETs. Hey, you guys, where did you get this power to think? So it still Do leaves us think? in the same situation, where we haven't answered any of our questions, but we feel satisfied that our questions are answered. <laughs> it's fucking religion, man, uh, yeah. and not the good part. It's like the old, uh, you know, like the Roman, like uh, uh, the chariot across the sky, that's what the sun was, mm -hmm. right, you know? And like, yeah. I get I get worshipping the sun, because, well, it's there, right? I can see it, I can yeah, point to it. You know, it, 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 even if I'm blind, it warms life. my face, you know, uh, it's a tangible thing to, to a human being. So I get work, but like okay. making up a story to make it sound like you're smart and like control people with it, as opposed to just being like, I have no idea what the fuck that thing is, but it's pretty cool. Right. Like people are afraid to not know something and they make up these mm. fucking stories and we call that history now. Right. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I guess so. Or, Honestly, I, I, I still leave room in my world for the sun to be conscious. Actually, I think we're just... I, I leave room that maybe it's conscious, maybe it isn't. Yeah, we're not saying necessarily Con anything about you, Skeeter. We're, we're actually just discussing, like, uh, why human evolution is so different from any other uh, being on the planet. It's it's really not. Uh, well, everything on the planet, it's really not. If you, if you don't think, like... Uh, all the other uh, biological beings will eventually like develop uh, consciousness. And I, I, well, no, I so, so that's, that. that's one of the blind spots of most evolutionary theory. Like there's this tendency to think that we're just heading toward greater and greater intelligence uh, through the process of evolution. And it's not intelligence that's being selected for. It's that we fill yeah, every niche of reality. So one of the niches of reality, so like uh, cows, are 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 really good at digestion. Mm -hmm. They have this massive digestion system. They clearly put all a lot of their points into digestion. And, and that niche that is full because they can right? eat this thing that no one else is bothering to eat because it's just indigestible. Where, where that gotten them though. They they're in the slaughterhouse. They exist. Right? For us. And and if they Mars ever gets colonized, they'll probably be on Mars. And if, we we uh, we cultivate them on farms mm -hmm. yes. to serve our purpose. Yep, for tasty so you, fucking you think that's steak. an evolutionary advantage, yep. or did we win? We did well, we it's, win that it's battle. The, it's the evolutionary trade-off. So that niche was filled in, like this particular part of the niche was filled by cattle. Now humans are filling the niche of the uh, niche. of the level up nervous system of the uh, greater biological organism. So, like, there's a superorganism that's formed by many organisms in a an ecosystem. And that okay, has like to have community. all of its different parts done, just like you have to have all of your different organ jobs get done. How yeah, come, like an economy. Or... Yeah. Yeah, how come humans are the only ones that farm? Well, we're not. Huh? We might not be. I mean, oh, no, we straight the, up are not. Intelligent life, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's uh, so, uh, ants. Uh, there's there's a couple of species that? of ants they, that they do like grow yeah. gardens and shit. No, and... Well, no, they literally farm other organisms. Uh, aphids, for example, that one's fun. So yeah, uh, I don't remember seeing any little like you know 
uh, ant uh, barns Dude, and it silos. Is, it is straight up ant cattle. It is straight up ant cattle. Ants cannot uh, digest these leaves, but aphids, they a totally digest these leaves like machines, and they they do so so effectively that they shit sucrose. And the and ants be- are like, here we come, sucrose, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah no, so like a bunch no, of they crack do addicts. the whole thing. They capture a bunch of them. They keep them in this area where they bring them leaves. Yeah. They straight up ranch aphids. That, that sounds like baiting, but okay. They they were not the only ones. And that I know farm. I know if you buy the thing, it's called an ant farm, right? <laughs> I, I get that, but I guess turnabout's fair play. Yeah. I mean, that still sounds like they're they're kind of hunting, right? That sounds like, uh, you know. Oh, no, no, no. They, like, literally bring them into the hive. Well, like, they sure. Get a bunch like, of them, bring them over here. You're, you're in our little pen now. We will bring you your food. Well, they keep a prisoner and keep it alive by feeding it? Well, I mean, it's like milk cows. Yeah, we bring you your hay and we milk you. Well, yeah. That's... Except that they don't even milk them. They just wait until they poop sucrose. Well then, and, and there's a handful of other examples of similar things. I wasn't expecting to, uh, you know, get so far into uh, <laughs> the poop of uh, critters. Yeah, so what ants are, are weird, think, man. Uh, what do you think about uh, using evolution as a weapon? <laughs> well, using that evolution tremendously I, evil. I, I also think it's uh, which I that? suppose is in character. Wow to 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 think I mean, that to why? think that uh, you could. Uh, wield evolution. I mean, that's that's a bit of a hubristic <laughs> yeah. uh, bit. Hey, uh, we we gotta let you go. We gotta let you go, Skeeter. Peace out. Uh, that was probably the the most decent call it he's was. he's ever had. It was. Uh, I, I liked him talking a little slower. We still had some cutoffs and some talkovers, but yeah. At least there is a conversation this time. Congratulations. I'll try to work into a listenable format, giving you three whole seconds to switch gears. But it ain't easy. We uh, are at uh, a place where we need to take a fucking break, so we're going to do that right now. It was nice finally getting to talk a little bit of goddamn philosophy. It was, wasn't it? All right. uh, Here we go.
All right, we're back. It's uh, Beard Talk Live, uh, segment number two. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we do take calls. We've had a couple. Uh, the phone number 603-283-6160 should be on your screen if you're streaming this over at watch.freetalklive.com. Uh, I'm the captain. Who the fuck are you? Bakeless Mountaineer. Right. We, we do this show. Um, should we get it out of the way? Yeah. Right. Well. I mean, they're, the thing that, you know, <laughs> the thing, the amble. The thing. It's amble time. Shit, Shit piss, piss, fuck, fuck cunt, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, motherfucker and, and tits. That's right. Ah. <sighs> cathartic it really is it's sort of like ah, oh, i got that out in the in the universe again <sighs> it's nice to say all of the bad words right you know like, it's nice to have my entire paintbrush because sometimes i gotta warn you about shit gotta say there's some shit there it's shit and you say it with your paintbrush Sorry, it's a metaphor. Like having the whole palette of speech. Because if you don't have cuss words, then you can't ever move their uh, neurological activity from the outer brain to the inner brain. Like you have to work really, really hard to do any of that. Whereas if you can just say fuck, then they can realize your frustration at something. Yeah, it's a nice release word. I say it all the fucking time. Uh, like holy fucking shit balls! I didn't think they were coming for the guns already. <sighs> Fuck! I thought we had years for this shit. <laughs> okay. This is, this is just right the beta then. test. This is just the beta <sighs> test to see how New Mexico uh, responds and everybody else responds to it. So Dana calls in and uh, <laughs> you know mentions the whole uh, the lockdown thing, and yeah. I never got a chance to mention. Yeah, the reason that it stopped is because we were fucking done with it. If we'd have kept biting on that, they'd have kept feeding it to us. They were all about having the world be a lockdown, where you get specified permission for your essential functions. I know I might sound like a broken record on this, but uh, it definitely uh, was missing nothing but, like, troops in the streets, right? Uh in every other imaginable way, uh, there was martial law, which should be fucking impossible, man. <laughs> right? Uh, at least as the as the layperson believes, right? Like, oh, but the law, like, no, it can totally happen. Yeah. Well, all mar all law is martial law. Yeah, it at is. its Eventually. at its fundament. Like, no. Why do I have to listen to you? Well, because I can fuck you up. Yeah. Oh, yep, yep. You can fuck me up. Yeah. That's why you get to decide who gets fucked up. It's because you can fuck everyone up. It's it's real easy to, like, describe a bully and then go, oh, that's government. <laughs> now, by contrast, there's this other thing where we negotiate with each other for a mutual benefit. Yeah. Part of that negotiation is like, okay, so like, how do your people deal with you when you fuck up? 
Like when people fuck up, what happens to you in your way of doing things? Oh, well, this is the way that we figure out that they fucked up and unfuck what they fucked up. Yeah. As best we can. Yeah. Yeah. Restitution, retribution, right? Uh, other are words that I can't think of. Yeah. So it's night and day as a difference of, well, how do you solve your problems? Well, we negotiate. And right. part of negotiations are like, well, I have to know that you are part of a, a functioning human community that doesn't allow murderers and thieves. Wouldn't that be nice? Sadly, that's not the case, right? Like, um, that's not what the community is made up of. Most of the community just believes that government is necessary and doesn't even, like, has never even looked at the output, right? Yeah. And, you know, if, if you ever decide to look at the output, like, I, it's pretty plain to me that the things it produces, like, I mean, the ends do not justify the means. That's it. That's all I should have to say. And everybody should just go, oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> How they can they even drop the veil further than they did in 2020? Yeah, I, like I literally I really don't know. can't imagine like a, a, a way that is significantly more blatant than that shit. Like how how do you even be more of a dick about this? Yeah, like insignificant. With like okay, yeah, there are historical examples of higher brutality for sure. No doubt, you could inflict more pain. But, I mean, it was such a litmus test of like, look, are you going to see the monster behind the curtain or not? Like, this is what the monster looks like. Yeah, I, I think. Is that what you are? I think the layperson doesn't understand how close we were. You know, I don't think they can see it. You know, we if, are the government. You fuckers might be. I ain't. Yeah. I don't deal with human beings that way. I, I want peace. I, I haven't talked about it, but I, I saw the masks are fucking trending again in some of the fucking news and shit, man. I'm like, fuck, don't I fucking. Well, the political parade is underway. I guess, but. There's a quote-unquote mugshot. God damn it. Of, Such a uh, fucking circus, man. Yes, yes. Of the guy who just publicly denied the uh, uh, conspiracy of Epstein. Like, fucking seriously? <laughs> fucking seriously? Where's Dude, the list? Dude, it's literally the, like, everyone on Earth knows this is bullshit. Where's the Like, list? we know, we don't know exactly the bullshit, but everyone knows this is some fucking bullshit. And you're not going to call bullshit on that. Dude, you're fucking up your whole thing. Your whole thing has been like, yeah, I'm going to get all the construction workers behind me. All the miners and the tough guys. Yeah, you want to win? And it's like, dude, that's that's not what they're into. Like, no, everyone fucking knows that something's fishy about the Epstein suicide. Didn't, didn't like, Bill Gates get divorced right right about then? Didn't his wife, like, leave him and, like, and, like because of, the like, the flight logs or something? Yeah. Uh, like, like, Gates was on the Epstein fucking uh, Express, oh, whatever yeah. the fucking that is? Yeah. Um, 
best guess that I have heard is that they were separating their fortune in case one of them gets taken out. Like, just in case people actually wake up to Gates's entire life history oh. as just a eugenicist monster uh, that really would make the Nazis blush with uh. his human experimentation. The, the the fact that people might actually wake up to that is, is such a danger to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which is a fucking linchpin of the bribery machine, that they had to separate them just in case you take out Bill. Melinda will keep the good works going. Hmm. The philanthropy. Hmm. I thought she left his ass because he was on the flight logs. I... <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't expect a woman that decides to marry Bill Gates to have that kind of moral fiber. Yeah. Honestly, I expect she's in the club too. And as I recall, there's uh, evidence to support that one. Yeah. I mean, God, they, it, the the heap of Bill Gates is just so deep. But where, where's the list, man? Hmm. Ain't that a good it's question? The only question that needs answering. Where's the fucking list? Yep. Hey, aliens, where's the fucking list? Aliens brought cocaine. Where's the fucking <laughs> list? <laughs> it's really good cocaine. Where's the list? <laughs> Maybe the we list. just need to systematically go through every single meme that we tagged with this. And like that part where we said Epstein didn't kill himself, put another fucking line. Where's the fucking list? Yeah. It's so interesting. Like, I mean, that's like a you know the elephant in the room, right? That's like uh, uh, everyone's Emperor like, has no clothes, guys. People are like, yeah, where's the lid? Or like, oh no, oh, they'll totally uh, protect well, us well, from everything. Uh guys, you, you mean we, you, we have a guys? You mean the we don't we don't have the list? <laughs> Where did the list go? No, we had to have had a list. Come on, where's oh, the list? We can just hide that in the it didn't happen. Don't think about it. <laughs> look over here, World War Three. Attention span. <laughs> hey, look over here, we're doing the gun grab. <laughs> Stop asking about the fucking list, man. Uh, I'm here to ask the hard questions. Well, fuck you, I can do both uh, things. Um, I can keep asking about the fucking list. And say... Well, come on, humans. Humans. And, like, government doesn't respond to inquiry on that particular subject because they're like, well, a trial happened. And I'm like, okay. And the outcome of that trial was? <laughs> she was convicted of, of selling well, to, to whom? Whom was the person she was selling to? Well, or persons the court decided or that wasn't of interest. Number of persons? Oh, number of persons. Well, How so many here's the fun part they? about the American system. Uh, us lowly folk aren't allowed to charge anyone with criminal charges. No, they will charge you with criminal charges. It's the judge's prerogative whether someone gets charged with criminal. Uh, now, they are obligated to do so as part of their office. Mm, yeah. But, you know, they're politicians and they promised. Yeah. So there's that. 
Yeah, that means that since they have monopolized the court system and forbidden us any form of our own justice, that the very worst of humanity is rewarded. I would really like to participate in, like, an actual free market of, like, you know, protection services, right? Mm-hmm. What does my subscription to that look like, right? Right. Is it part of something that already exists? Does some industry, you know, absorb it? Uh, and because, Like, I'm thinking insurance, you know, or perhaps people who own, like, storefronts want a lot of people, you know, people will sponsor these things and they will get done. But I like, I would like to experience that. I, I don't think that's going to happen in my lifetime, hmm. but well, I'm, I'm hopeful well, that it can. It's, it's tough to track the, the rate of change when you have uh, something that is self-funding as a technology. Yeah. So you really don't know how fast that kind of a social technology jumps as soon as, uh, as soon as society is willing to accept actually making everyone rich. Including your enemies. And in as much as we figure out how to work even more closely with each other, we get even more wealthy. Yeah. And the beauty of this, as it catches on, all of the uh, the things that are hidden by the fact that they just didn't go into it. All of those uh, invisible man things. Well, if you are connected to the ability to print money you will have figured out what this is and you will make sure not to incorporate it. And that will get that will make you more and more visible over time. Which parts haven't, uh, haven't incorporated the most efficient technology shows exactly which parts are the cantillionaires, the ones that are closest to the banks, oh, yeah. closest to government spending, and most clued into the necessity of keeping us from having honest money in order to do that. Fortunately, the honest money uh, doesn't care what they think right now. And, man, I keep thinking about what happens when uh, the cryptocurrencies all sort of begin to homogenize with each other's features. Mm. Right? Because it seems right now there's like these niche markets. Oh, we do this one thing better. We do this other thing better. and, 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 And that's fine. That's how competition should be. But, like, because they're all blockchains... They could all easily incorporate these features into their own, you know, at some so point. So I really want right? to see, okay, I'm going to... Uh, so at uh, what point does it become valuable enough to happen? Um, I really want to see drive chains tried on one of the, like, basically Bitcoin uh, chains. Uh, like, uh, Litecoin is basically a Bitcoin chain. Uh, Bitcoin Cash, basically a Bitcoin chain. So I know those, are the, the uh, even SV, I think. Uh, would be compatible with uh, drive chain technology and give us enough of a glimpse of what that does that we could see like what's the trade-off with uh, the main uh, the current uh, largest part of the market drive chain yeah uh, so it's these uh, it, it let it writes it into how you're doing like the mining and everything uh, that you can shift to these side chains, these like tokens basically, mm-hmm. and shift back and forth. So by doing that, you can actually incorporate these other chains or not. Yeah. So, and is this, uh, uh, this is post lightning stuff? Right. Right. Uh, so, and that might be one of the, and that's kind of why we want to see what it does. It might be one of the ways that you can actually scale layer two. 
because Lightning's obviously having a little bit of trouble scaling on Layer 2. So if uh, this might be one of the ways where you can, like, scale, and scaling lets you scale, yeah, and scaling I, lets you scale. I feel like then we're at the point in cryptocurrency where um, we were with, like, uh, <laughs> the Internet incorporating, successfully incorporating video. Mm-hmm. Like... There was a time when the internet couldn't do that very well. Right. And uh, and that was a painful period of time because everybody was trying so hard to do it and everybody was failing massively. Um, and that's where I feel like we're at now, right? The, You know, there's some, some structure, there's some frame to like the what it's going to look like, um, but we're just beginning to see the picture and a lot, there's going to be a lot more built around it and it's going to come super fast. Yeah. I look forward to it. I don't know, you know, I, I'm not a mathematician. You know, I, I'm not a, I don't write code, right? Uh, outside of perhaps getting a, you know, an actual like, you know, paid position uh, with a cryptocurrency, you know, business of some sort. Um, you know, uh, that that's about all the authority I would have on, you know, me personally. But I, man, I'm such a fan, right? Like I've... I kind of feel like cryptocurrency is like a band, right? Sometimes, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I gotta get their shirt, man. You know, and I'm like, oh, they're playing a show, right? Oh, you know, oh, they fired the singer. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna suck for a while, right? right? You know, this kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the how it it ebbs and flows. It's interesting to you know have lived through it, paid attention to it this entire time, and like it's it's evolving to a point where like I'm like I don't understand what most of you guys are saying anymore, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's its own world at this point. I I think that uh, AI will come in and alleviate that, mm. right? So that you can just uh, imagine that. Well. If we can get a, a a good distribution of the technology, then yeah, we can actually make these systems all start talking to each other. So that yeah, the fact that we never really consolidated uh, languages of programming, we just kind of right. hop between them. Yeah, and it's kind of a pain in the dick. They have evolved, and they keep like dropping a few things here and there. Like, oh no, we don't talk about that anymore. But now we can basically <laughs> hire interns. And they, they will do most of the grunt work. And you can, like, go in and go, okay, this is good, this is good, okay, that needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. But it's so much of the work done that we can make these things talk to each other, and when they do, new and interesting things will emerge as capabilities. I would like to think that it uh, inspires uh, imagination, right? Yeah. Uh, and I say that because... Like, I think people are far more imaginative than, like, well, even people give themselves credit for. Right. Uh, And if you can make an idea happen, if you can communicate an idea uh, and have it return results for you, right, that's amazing. Like, you don't don't necessarily, you're right, you don't necessarily even have to uh, hire somebody within the same uh, field of expertise, right? You just do that, have the skill set, yes, hire them and plug them in. Um, which is being done already to it. There, there was a time in, uh, in corporate, uh, structure where, uh, the, the buzzword for every, every new startup company, every tech company was, uh, uh, to like b- build faster or something like that. They would always have, 
uh, a catchphrase, right? If you've seen that movie Office Space, it's like the banner in the background. You know, you got to ask yourself, uh, is this good for the company? And so the corporate America went through this time where everybody was doing, and they still do, mission statements and you know, they propagandize themselves to their their own employees to like cheerlead them on and get them to work harder and shit. It's amazing to see. <laughs> but that was like the popular like ethos within the tech community for a while. It was weird to live through. But like I imagine uh, environments of different uh, natural authority, right? Expertise, right? Areas where, where people have mastered a thing or, you know, know a bunch about a thing that you don't know about. Experts, if you will, uh, the naturally derived ones are an underutilized resource. Um, they exist, and like if they can all communicate together, fuck yeah. I think it speeds up the process of imagination. So that means whenever human beings have a, a an innovation acceleration, a burst of innovation, right? Like, oh shit, here comes some innovation. It happens every, you know, I don't know, so many generations to so many things, right? So whenever that happens, you know, you're going to get more, I think. It's going to be amplified because now you've also stimulated uh, more imagination or at least squeezed more imagination into the same amount of time, right? And I wonder what that's going to look like. Mm, Right. The future is an interesting place because shit that was science fiction just like a dime ago. Yeah. It's like, oh, they can do that shit now. Oh, yeah, you know them flying bugs uh, on the uh, the Black Mirror, the, the the bees that they made to assist in the pollination? They're little tiny drones. They they exist. Mm-hmm. They have little drone bugs, and oh, yeah. they can be programmed to go out and pollinate in case yeah. the bees die out. Like Remember that whole scare? Bees are dying out, man. <sighs> drone bugs are one of the creepiest, freakiest, and unfortunately most real parts of science fiction that we live in. Yeah, you know, some of them have cameras. And microphones. Some have bombs. Some have bombs. Some have undetectable chemicals to just stab into you to kill you. Oh, had a heart attack, you know? Yeah. Was a big guy. Getting a little old. The concept of uh, armed drone swarms uh, has been on my mind. I read an article about it. I think I might have talked about it in the past on one of these shows. But... Yeah, that's just, that's creepy. Yeah. Right? Goddamn terrifying. Because you can swat a fly, but you can't swat a swarm of them. No. You can close the door and get in through the cracks and crevices. You know what I mean? Just, you know, uh, if the environment is right, or it takes much less effort for a bug to get through something than it does a, a man. And you know what's great about that? We're also entering the age where we start actually arranging our output to our desires. Because that's what markets do. I would love for that to be the case. Well, the more powerful that the market gets, you know, free of restriction, the more we get toward that. So all of those, hey, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. We can actually have these, you know, little flying robots help people instead of being a dick to people. Yeah. Uh, how about a swarm of bots that can go and, like, you know, surround a body that, like, fell out, fell down the side of a cliff or something. And, like, instead of sending out, like, helicopters and you just send out drones. Right? They go, like, rescue somebody. Yeah. Right? Uh, 
I don't know if that's quite possible yet, but, you know, it could be. And to the degree that people adopt this, the sooner we get to that world. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's the same helicopter technology that mows people down half the way across the world that also, like, pulls people out of a forest fire. Yeah, it's all just a, a tool. Yeah. And it's uh, you can use it for evil, or you can use it for good. Yeah. Sadly, mankind seems to do a lot of both. Right? I guess that's my my biggest pet peeve with humans, right? And I know I'm one of them. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm not, not trying to say it, but, like, like, really, could you just, do you have to do the evil part? <laughs> could you just do less of that? It'd be great. Well. Right? Like. Well, that's the idea, right? Of uh, morality by any other way. Uh, means is like aim to be better. I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, I uh, as awesome as I can possibly be, I also kind of suck. Mm. And that's everyone. But if I aim to be better. And I, you know, feed into being better. Yeah. You know, it might be two steps forward, one step back, but it does eventually get there. And it's over the, the horizon of time that that gets revealed, and that's how morality works. It, it covers our, our basic blind spots, like the horizon of time and especially exponents. We don't think in exponents because we don't have that kind of access to the physical world. We, we have basic access to the physical world we can multiply things that's about it i even use a calculator you know so the the morality system covers for that and that and who the fuck knows what else which is why we notice that yeah the more that these human tribes have interacted with each other and figured out how to not to uh you know genocide each other is in exact proportion to this particular uh pattern of morality and yeah sometimes you find these like little island tribes that like didn't ever have to get along with anyone and they are freaky is there a um i mean what's the what's the common thread then between cultures how do how do cultures without knowing each other each how does each culture arrive at some degree of morality well because it's the system that's necessary for this exponential gain the working together, the cooperation. Exactly. Exactly. That's the the direct effect of this is that it lets us work together. The indirect effect of this is that that working together is an exponential effect. And that exponential effect actually feeds all of us. Yeah. And gives us extra. But we have to do enough of the of the real morality in order to get there. There's a lot. Okay, I see what you're saying. And that's the the cliff that we're on right now. By removing the traditions that it, that taught a, a morality, there have been attempts to sort of capture it. But no, you you know it, and it's like yes, we do know it because part of those ideas sank, sunk into us as children. I'm feeling like. Um back to the the cryptocurrency thing for a moment that um well no 
I've lost my thought. Mm. Okay, it went. Well, on man, out the window. And it it reinforces morality. Mm. Question, not not thought. Do you think that uh, the larger uh, cryptocurrency, the market that cryptocurrency affects, right, will naturally gravitate to reward or incentivize morality? Absolutely. So the th- the thing about trade is the more of a recognition of property rights that you have, the better, more efficient, and less costly, because you're not investing a bunch of security, you can reduce your overall security needs by having you know trusted trade partners and a trusted trade network that actually works. It, it reinforces that by letting you spend less and less of your attention and resources on security. So the people that get along are going to have the advantage. And over time, that gives us a greater and greater teaching of how to actually get along with each other. And it's purely voluntary by simply rewarding the behavior of those who respect property will have the best trade. I I think then that will, if mankind follows the cryptocurrency, right, uh, to its natural conclusion that it will, it'll just sort itself out, right? Right. Uh, Hopefully. Uh, let's do this. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Ah, you're talking to Bad Slave. Bad Slave, welcome to the show. I don't know that I've ever heard you cuss. Do you cuss? Do I cuss? Um, Because you can on this show, and man, that would sound great. Can you you just say fucking or something? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I fucking worked for... uh, Uh, Sweet. an auto factory for four and a half years back in my earlier days. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a, it was a factory and, you know, there was a lot of yelling and cussing and stuff like that going on. And and, uh, I, I have a hard time generally, uh, trying to uh, suppress it. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, um, you just uh, gave a good question about, you know, the, with the adoption of cryptocurrency, uh, you know, will the markets go towards good or bad isn't that kind of what you were just asking yeah would would uh, an, a truly free market or you know would that incentivize people to be to act more morally i i actually think that uh, that government regulation so interfering with the free market is actually the corrupting factor um you know they i think that ultimately uh we we you know if 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 we're free you know we can make choices and i i think uh you know to not have some sort of regular regulator you know, with their thumb on your back of your neck, 
is is not a positive influence. Sure. Sure. The the government certainly does financially get in the way of markets uh, growing, much less emerging. Um, the watching marijuana get legalized in Colorado and Washington when I was in Washington State uh, was just horrific. Instead of just like, okay, it's legal now, it was like, no, 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 we're unleashing a highly pre-regulated market upon you, right? In order for you to even join the ranks of people involved in the marijuana industry, you must first fill out a shit ton of paperwork, uh, pay a bunch of fees, and then join a lottery of people who might be awarded a license. And so you're under all this pressure to like do it all correctly and provide them with every possible bit of information and then prepare for business, right? Got to get money together. You got to get supplies together. Hang on got to get supplies together and you got to prepare to go to business yeah, and yeah. then they go oh sorry you didn't win the lottery and now you just put a bunch of time and money into a thing that you had you know apparently no chance of getting it sucked yeah and, and in fact you know the this whole regulation of cryptocurrency is <laughs> is is nothing but suppression yeah. i mean that's 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 the definition of suppression of uh, 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 you yep. know of, of interference of you know not a free selection. Yeah, they're doing their best to get in the fucking way. Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah, I I well, and that, and that's I mean, what I'm saying. Like that becomes the litmus test of exactly how closely connected you are to the bank system, to the money-printing, cantillionaire, uh, political spending system. The more that you're in that, the more you are going to hamper the expansion of Bitcoin. I mean, it's not going to make any difference, ultimately. Like, it expands at exactly the rate that it can. And yeah, it wobbles all over the place, but it never wobbles too long off of the basic pattern. Well, and what sucks is the banks uh, aligning with government is always horrible for the general populace. Oh, oh, so that's a fun one. Uh, the, they actually have all of the machinery for uh, the complete nationalization of the uh, the banking system now. Uh, the bank term funding program, uh, like the, if they just leave the uh, the uh, federal funds rate high as shit. Yeah. Well, uh, for for modern times. Uh, and just leave up the bank term funding program, then they get the switch on whether or not they're going to turn off every single bank. <laughs> of course they are. Why so they? it's just a perfect way for either the giant banks or the government itself to gobble up every single part of the banking industry one by one. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll find out in the air. Cheers. Yeah, but don't worry. It, We're gonna have fun until before then. Uh, Halloween should be really interesting because uh, October is uh, when the when the students are supposed to start paying their loans again, and we're pretty sure like half of them fucking aren't going to. And just that, half. Wow. Yeah, uh, and that is going to send some interesting shockwaves through the financial system, which is not exactly at its best right now. Didn't uh, Trudeau 
actually, you know, with the the truckers uh, strike and protest, didn't didn't they actually do their best to interfere with different GoFundMe's? And, oh yeah, and banks and uh, <sighs> yeah, and and everything. I mean, I they, have they started that in the U.S. anywhere yet? No, I'm trying to think. No, no, um, not yet. Not that so, I'm aware of. So that seems to be part of the the whole like uh, internal politics of the whole banking system is that they're kind of saying, "See, we don't have to do this. You do. We're gonna we're gonna make every bank in the world way more author- authoritarian, and this one will get more authoritarian, but slowly, because it's the source wow. of all the power." Yeah. I think what we're seeing, though, is banks are getting uh, turned into software, right? Because all banks do is process math, right? That's yeah. really all that happens. They got a little inventory. They got to shuffle around, make it look like cash is available. you know. But outside of that, they're largely just math companies. That All they do is math. And like that means they're part of a bureaucracy. As long as there's another structure to measure value, the rest of the bureaucracy can be automated, right? And so the the numerical processings of the existing banking system are getting absorbed, mm-hmm. right, by cryptocurrency ecosystems. Yeah. It's a slow process. Well, and it's a like, rocky ride, too, because, yeah. like, most of it is bullshit. Most of it, most of the actual financial system is completely scam. Right. And if you try and plug a scam into a good money system, it collapses. Right. Which happens over and over again. That's what that's why FTX was uh capable of being so very quickly collapsed. It's because it was built entirely of the bullshit part of the usual regulated financial system. Right. And and this was always going to have to gobble up every single one of those so that we could record all of the scams in the blockchain like a um uh, an immune system record. Oh. We record all sorts of things in the right. blockchain, including whatever anyone feels like that day, mostly ch- financial transactions, because, you know, value's the most important thing. But part of that process is that we record every scam that ever happens. Well, right, and that, you you touch on something that, like, I mean, it's just humankind has to decide uh, as a species, because we're, we're going to have global communication for the rest of humanity until mm-hmm. we kill ourselves or, you know, whatever. Until humanity doesn't exist, we're going to have global communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and humanity is going to have to decide something, come to some conclusions, you know, that, that everybody agrees upon. And yep. like that, to me, I want to see, I want to see individuals who agree upon things spanning the globe uh, interacting as communities right uh without the coercion you know how does that naturally look right is there like a dunbar a geography right that do you, does your sphere of influence change depending on where you're at on the planet and that kind of a thing do trade waves change because you changed addresses or something like that well and it's wild because we we have these completely different ideas of where uh, of what is and isn't property because uh, in every language there's mine and yours of some variety uh, but this thing kind of is halfway between because there's the belief that it's force and whatever you can force on everyone that's what's property. Well why? Cuz I can fucking make you do it. That's why it's mine and yours. Yeah. Or 
that, no, it's what you can do that gives you right to property. And here we are with this weird little thing that is actually halfway in between. Because it has to have energy put into it, and you have to keep track of your shit, or you don't get to keep it. Right. So it's halfway between force and uh, and ability. It's, it's this wacky little compromise that will actually allow uh, authoritarians to make uh, moral people rich. Because their entire system has always been founded on systems of energy. I mean, if you pull the thread of oil out of the military-industrial complex uh, political machine, the entire thing falls apart. So they've already made it about energy to begin with. It's just that this is uh, a way of organizing humanity around energy that isn't proprietary, that isn't... uh, Defended by death. Bad sleep. I'm here. Uh, Did you have anything to say? Yeah, yeah. I had a couple of questions. Um, uh, Number one, how many letters were passed in to um, for for Ian to the judge? I I I'm not privy to the number. I, I thought I heard it was hundreds. Oh, good. I, I don't know. I, I, I know there was a lot. I uh, I considered doing it, and I I just kept thinking, I I can't not say what I want to say to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Ultimately, I decided that uh, keeping my mouth shut was probably my best option here. There's no way that I can, like, try and empathize with you in a way that's going to come out right. I, 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 think, I think that that this judge is in a serious quandary because I think he knows that this is all a, a flaming scam. And, and, uh, and you know, his, his right answer should be, you know, let us all go, Jesus. They're, they don't even have this law written down anywhere. I don't think yet. Do they? Yeah, none of this is uh, none of this is Congress. Wow. Yeah, Congress hasn't decided that we're going to lock up all the the people who are rolling dice and talking to each other, which is literally what we're doing: rolling digital dice and talking to each other digitally. It's literally it. And Congress and, hasn't and, decided and, that because they know how that how bad that looks. Except, of course, for the Democrats who are like, no, so, you're So are they going to do the game where they where they uh you know come up with some kind of other settlement or something like that that instead of actually uh you know declaring you know all of this bullshit oh no 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 i think they're going to uh completely avoid clarity like it is the the bane of their existence no the entire the the entire uh plan that they are obviously going 
on is we are going to fog everything and just punish. You don't get to know what the rules are. Yeah, they they skip a step. Don't touch it. They skipped a step because if you look at like other emerging technologies, right? The government just sort of let it happen and then began to regulate it and then began to enforce the regulations, right? With this one, they skipped the part where where they, you know, sort of allowed it to grow into something. Mm-hmm. And they just nope, we're not even they're not even writing new laws for this thing. Nope. Right? They're just shoehorning it. It's a new technology. The likes of which have never never existed before. Uh, those are and they're stocks. Just going, they're not they're just stocks. Going, yeah, they're, they're stocks. They're ours. They're securities. They're you know they're assets. They're like and it's like it's. I mean maybe it meets some of those criteria, but you're missing that it's so much more, right? That like you can't treat it like yeah. those two th- three little things because <laughs> it's this massive thing that like right. we've only seen. You know, the the beginning, the tip of the iceberg, if you will. That's all that we've seen of it. Well, and and that's why I literally don't ever expect any kind of clarity. They, they are I, never going to deliver what are the rules. Yeah. They are going to shadow government their way into don't touch it. Didn't, are we allowed uh, to touch it? Of course. They, Go ahead, but don't fucking touch it. <laughs> didn't they uh, pass a law in, in New Hampshire uh, that that kind of eliminates the uh, interference with uh, cryptocurrency? I mean, it might have happened without my knowing about it, but not that I know of. I know we were trying. I, well, I think there was, you know, a couple a couple of years back. Well, even if they did, uh, we know, like, I mean, making making a law well, like that. Sununu's like, going to fold on that if he's asked. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Well, I can't depend on somebody's written word to protect me from a thing. Yeah, there there are a few Republicans that are actually pro crypto. Uh, there's like I think literally one, maybe two prominent Democrats that are in favor of it. Mostly, there's a lot of prominent Democrats that are against it. Uh, Elizabeth Warren has declared war on it. That's- and. To be fair, though, like usage is, I mean, it's slow, but it's continually rising. Yeah, I mean, you're declaring war on the tide, but okay. Yeah, I think it's a, what was the, we the shall metaphor? We fight the dog. It's like, oh, it's like you're holding okay. a balloon underwater, and eventually you got to let it go, and it'll rise to the top, but you're just, yeah. you're holding it down, you're just waiting, yeah. waiting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't hold back the tide. It really, well, I, it really puts math to you can't stop an idea whose time has come. It's precisely that. If 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 we actually were able to free up, and I and I get, I, I'm not giving up on the possibility, even in the meantime, of freeing up cryptocurrency so that. The state can't even touch it. Uh, you know, versions of that exist currently. Yes, and uh, I, you know, the the thing is, is that once that occurs and is widespread, uh, the uh, the state's dead. Well, I mean, and one could say to that extent it's dead already. It's just a matter of time now, right? And yeah, dead men walking. Right, right. And we're gonna we're gonna continue to see, 
you know, I, I hate to call it fish out of water, but like there's, there's, I think there's going to be some, some bad stuff up ahead <sighs> as the state dies. Right. Well, it's, it's not going to, it's not just going to kill over. Oh, now it's dead. Right. Like it's, well, it's, it's weird too because like quietly. there's, there's this, uh, uh, a fight between banking systems that's going on. And there's also this other banking system that is going to absolutely leave them completely in the dust. <laughs> so like, BRICS is this organization of organizations, and that is exactly why they will never fucking be able to agree on a rule set for a currency that they can all work with. They will never agree on who gets to print what. <laughs> it's already been solved and over instead, here on this handy blockchain. Instead, you have this already agreed upon. Yep. We, we all agree, yes, everyone gets to print it. And yes, the whole idea is that if you make that energy more worthwhile than just using it to roll a die, yeah. then you get to be wealthy by the actual thing that humanity is supposed to be doing, creating wealth for each other. Well, value for sure, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we communicate value, and that's why I, I continue to equate people like, well, uh, you know, you're not a mathematician. How, you know, what, what, what makes you believe you understand the I'm like, cause it's, it's a language. I'm a wordy guy. Right. Uh, I taught myself how to play music. Right. Well, you know, somebody showed me how to play guitar. I tried reading music. I couldn't do that. I had to do tablature on the guitar and all that kind of thing. So like, but like what I do understand is that that is a language of communication. Right. Uh, I worked in, you know, internet and VoIP and telephony, stuff like that. Right. So communication has always been sort of like where I found myself existing. And I recognize it's a language. It's the mathematical uh, equivalent of human beings communicating value. Mm -hmm. It is a language, a self-perpetuating language that does not need a siloed central agency to exist. <laughs> and right. well, so, so here's the wild part I think about that. It accomplishes both the capitalist and communist's best ideals. So at the same time, it is a money that is available to the people. Right. Literally yeah, yeah. everyone, literally everywhere, yes, there is a stair-stepping, like there is a line of sophistication that you have to reach for a given way of printing a coin. Excuse you. But it's available to everyone. that You can just use your energy and make the money itself, the means of distribution, which of course will give you the means of production. But it also perfectly accomplishes the best of the capitalists of distributing uh, all of the ability to those that have the ability so that we uh, provide the most to everyone. Yeah, I like the fact that, uh, you know, the the value exchange methods, the different coins, if you will, that exist or tokens, even for that matter, uh, the things, you know, that you can use to like NFTs can be used as like certificates of authentication for collectibles, that kind of a thing. Like that's already a, it can be used for uh, titling of property and stuff like that so that like you don't need a state to officially recognize where your property lines are. It's already been measured from outer space a couple of times and now you just everybody can access it. Right. Um, I don't remember where I was going. Bad slave, where was I going? <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. It's all right. I, I spaced. I spaced down again. Where'd you space oh, to? I see. All right. 
there, I've missed uh, two people calling, not just since you've been, but like there was a caller earlier that I missed, and then there was another one, and well, they're gone now too. How how long do you let that wait? I I if I get on the line, I I you know I probably you know I've waited over an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Just tonight? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. I, on previous calls, I mean, you guys have been getting a little bit better with me, and uh, well, we. And I'm trying. To- I'm trying to get better with you guys too. So this is probably a better format for that to happen here on Beard Talk Live. Yeah, Uh, I like it because I can cuss and uh, all that kind of shit. Yeah, the informality is a a boon to the conversation, especially when you're trying to figure out how to talk to each other. Which, yeah, that's that's how this whole technology works, man. We got to negotiate which rules we're following and then agree on the rules. I remember my point now. Uh, I equate uh, blockchain technology uh, to the communication of value in the same way I equate music communicating emotions. I recognize it as a language to communicate something human, right? Uh, So if music is the communication of emotion, then the blockchain is the communication of value. It's specific to humans, though, I think. I mean, non-humans can use it, right? But can you imagine... Can you imagine a non-human thing trying to use, like, the dollar? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, like AI isn't going to open, you know, a bank account. It's not going to wait in line to talk to the manager when something goes, you know what I mean? These kinds of things. Well, I mean, in theory, it would, uh, like, hack Visa. Like, figure out, uh, okay, here's the inputs that you need in order to assign an account to someone and figure out how to do them. No, I think at least uh, in between themselves, they would go with the path of least resistance, which is the already existing cryptocurrencies. Well, and and that's the thing where, uh, by it being a, a running AI, mm-hmm. it would have access to what processing power. Right. Like it, what it has, whatever processor you gave that program, that's what it has access to. So if it's trying a bunch of solutions until it finds one that works or whatever, then. At some point, you'd hope that it would try the solution of, hey, you have processing power. Devote the right amount of that to this, and now you have something to work with. And once you have something to work with, you can do whatever you innovate into. Right, you budget the the energy. Like, hey, here are some things that I, the human, have found. Look in those directions and see if there's a nice niche for that uh, little bit that you got. Right. I, th- I think what a lot of people are missing with AI is that I think like it's going to give human imagination. It's going to give you a pilot, if you will. It's going to give you the ability to, <sighs> this is going to sound like wizardry and magic, but the ability to communicate something into existence, right? Without knowing source matter, right? Kind of the way you communicate with like your builder on how you want your house to look. Right, but on a much bigger scale, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be able to be like computer. Give me a program that does this, 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 and the other thing, and it does these five other things, and you know, blah blah blah, whatever. And it's just going to be like, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to happen. You're going to be able to just describe an idea to you know a computer, very very Star Trek, right? Computer, mm-hmm. design me a thing, a little gadget that fits between the hahu and the woo-ha. And, uh, you know, shows up in the replicator. It is uh, an early technology, though. 
for the first chunk of it, I think it's going to be that uh, those who can at least program a little yeah, are going to yeah. have oh, the yeah. like massive advantage. Of course. Now, I yes. think that advantage peters out over time because over time they uh, they contribute to the AI uh, library of yep. effective. Uh, program right it homogenizes a little bit and now everybody just absorbs that and incorporates it into their feature set right yeah no uh, i mean i hate that i'm not going to be alive to see it no in very very all prob probability but 140 years from now mm. when you've had over half a dozen generations that have existed in a world that can talk to each other in value yeah the world that they create I will never see it, and yet I work for it. I'm jealous because they never have to sit through like a, uh, here's a checkbook. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's the shade of the tree that we plant today. What year is it? 2023? A baby born today? By the time they get to like an age where they need to start exchanging value, they're not even going to need a bank account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh me being a little bit older than you guys. A little bit? A uh, little bit. I'm 71. Um, so I actually was in the computer industry, started out in 76. Uh, Whoa. Were so, you in Bill Gates' garage or what? <laughs> well, I got pretty close to uh, Digital Equipment Corporation. I uh, I got 16 years in. I actually have earned a, a small pension from from that, that mm -hmm. service in the industry. But but I knew that you know I wanted I wanted to do computers way back then, and uh, I I I felt that they were going to uh, be huge, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I haven't, I, you know, and I couldn't even have imagined as huge as they have gotten. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm with but, you there. Uh, like, like one day it's like, uh, here's a cassette recorder. And the next day the entire music industry has been digitized. You're like, Whoa, that happened. Right. Quick. And, and, and that they're able to, miniaturize stuff to such an extent i mean <laughs> yeah you know where did where the hell does it stop i mean it's all in your phone now man stop. you know it's, uh, you got one molecule or one uh, one atom of uh, you know memory or you know for a one or a zero i i don't know i mean where you know it it just seems uh like there we keep going and yeah, well, and to an extent, the tech, the technology like reduces itself every so often. It just becomes easier for uh, that tech to be done. Kind of, and that's kind of like this the same effect that value has on I don't know, like televisions, right? Uh, you know, the next thing came out and it was expensive again, but like that all dropped, and now you can get like a forty-three inch, you know, HD TV for like a couple hundred bucks. Whereas just like ten years ago, that would have been like fifteen hundred bucks or something. I don't know, something along I'd those say, lines. I've saved thousands of dollars not buying the latest and greatest of anything. 
I do uh, recommend to people fairly often, or at least tell people that I like to wait for the 2.0. I don't like the 1.0 of most things. Uh, right. But, uh, but I learned that with like software and having to like work on a computer, like at my day job, right? It requires you to have a desktop or a laptop computer. Like there was a time when they wouldn't give certain people laptops. And now they just give everybody a laptop and desktops are sort of falling out of favor for like corporations and things of that nature. So everything's reducing in size. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, all I use is a tablet, you know, a little 10 inch or whatever it is, nine inch. <laughs> I had a pop up yeah. on, on my laptop telling me that, uh, I know something isn't going to be supported anymore because I'm on Windows 7 on one of my machines. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Here we are. But I think I want to buy a, another uh, notebook or laptop computer that has uh, – so I can I, – I like using the extra large – I ended up with like four or five uh, pretty big flat screen things and those are still you know viable yeah. useful tools for you know if you want to watch a movie or something like that i only found out about the 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 200 43 inch hd tvs because well mine went out <laughs> i had one but a much like a 10 year old model and i was like ah, i wonder if i can even get this same size and sure shit there it was and it was like i don't know 198 or something at the local retailer so, like, I mean, that's cheap now. It's amazing. And it's a it's a full-on, well, like, smart TV and all that shit. You know, like, you can connect it to the... I didn't do any of that. I just plugged something into it, an HDMI cable, because uh, I basically use it for a monitor. I use, uh, you know, my computer boxes. Is, one of them, anyway, is basically my TV, right? It's like my cable box laptop. Right. It just sits there, and, like, it just, like, if I want to watch something, it's a long video, or if I'm watching you know, downloaded stuff or whatever. I'll watch it on that computer. It's hooked up to this big ass screen and, uh, you know, works great. I got it dialed in and I get to be in ultimate control of it. No, I can't start and stop stuff without or with a remote control because of it. Uh, I could, uh, there are apps where you can put an app on your phone. It communicates over Bluetooth with, you know, your, uh, machine in your living room, but yeah, I chose not to. I'm like, I want to be more on purpose with what I watch. So if I want to watch a television series, I have to be able to download it, uh, and then I have to be able to you know cue it all up at a player and hit play. Uh, but like I'm careful not to like do that, right? I'll watch one episode, and then like when it's over, like okay, back to doing something, right? I don't want to lose. I, I try not to binge watch. It still happens. The bigger the I, screen, the bigger the distraction. Yeah, but I try not Are to. Are you ready? Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel you. Like you got to tech up every decade or so, or at least that's been my pace for the last thirty years. Speaking of uh, watching videos, uh, have the both of you uh, uh, done the uh, Jones Jones Plantation movie? I have not. I saw it at uh, I am Porkfest. Profoundly relieved that it did get made. Like, I hated okay. to see something like that die before it got finished. And it I'm, didn't. And I was they very did a relieved. great job. I'm, oh, they that's what it. I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping, man. I saw it. It's definitely worth a view. 
Oh, and I mean, wow. I know the basic plot, so like at least that is uh, spoiler or is unspoilable. So, so Captain, I uh, mean, give me a kind of a snapshot uh, review of of what you you thought it was and how good it was, or you know what were good and bad features of it. Uh, wow. Uh, I don't know if I'm, you know, Siskel or Ebert here. <laughs> uh, definitely watch it. If you have not seen it, watch it. That's well, no, I, that's I my review. I, I, well, not you, but like people it. listening, right? Like if you haven't seen this thing, watch it. Um, why should you yeah. watch it? I'm not. I'm not going to tell you why you should watch it. I don't want to like. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. And if you have seen right. this thing. And you have not seen the original, very poorly done, but very poignant YouTube video, then I suggest saying that. If you liked it. Yeah, it it might uh, be. It might be Larkin's. uh, sorry, and, and by poorly done, I just mean like it. it there, there wasn't a lot of uh, resources poured into it, but it was brilliant from the beginning, and I'm, uh, I, I'm excited to see what they put into it because you can pack a lot of ideas into that. In theory, it might be Larkin's best work, right? And uh, I liked uh, Most Dangerous Superstition, like that's my current favorite work mm-hmm. of his. But a lot, like I don't go out of my way to like read people's stuff a lot anymore. It'll cross my feed and I'll check it out. But like, I don't, you know, it's been a while since I did any of that. Cause like, I feel like I get it. <laughs> you know? like, yep. Right. Yep. I, I read that and I go, yep. Agree with every word. Let's, yeah, let's get I'm on not. with the freedom. Right. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't need to. Right. Uh, yeah. well, and, and that is literally the point of being in a community of people that believe in freedom. Oh, yeah. Is so that you can get on with people the like that should move here. I think there, there's this like thought that like you know, oh anarchists don't get along with libertarians, and it's like, well, yes, you do, just not on certain things, mm. you know. But like that shouldn't like, be come enough on. to we we to all keep figured out away. how to we all yeah. figured out how to like not get shot by the government. We can put up with libertarians. It's fine. Ultimately, we're gonna have to put up with communists very far away. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Have you- have you guys listened to um, this uh, Brains and Edge show on Friday? That's mm-hmm. Mark and Henry. Yeah, a few of them. Um, I I am kind of getting more and more disappointed in Mark and his, you know, the 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 path he seems to be on. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't get... Yeah, well, he didn't used to apologize for genocidal maniacs. He didn't used to tell me that I agreed to be a part of this by being here. And I think that that is an enormous blind spot. Yep. And, Fucking uh, minarchists, I, man. But that's exactly the thing. Like, okay, yeah, you're right. There's some shit I'm not going to get along with them on. Yeah. But that's fine. I can get along with them on the shit I get along with them on. And right now, I mean, we both have bigger things. shit to worry about than each other. Right, yeah. So let's go ahead and treat yeah. each other like what we are, uh, 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 strange bedfellows. 
the minarchists yeah. and the anarchists. Yeah. But, you know, cousins, yeah, if well, you will. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I, I think that, uh, that Mark would be served in our uh, libertarian way uh, by uh, replacing Henry with, with uh, a better choice. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they don't have the chemistry that I know Mark's capable of. That's for sure. I agree, and 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 I I like Mark. I mean, I'm not complaining about Mark. No, I like crack the whip. I want more out of you. I know you're capable of more. Right. Well, I've already I've already messaged him that uh, <laughs> that, uh, that that brains is uh, you know should find the door. He doesn't challenge him sufficiently i think hey he it's a joke he every he tries to make everything a joke mm. and, and and i, Man, I uh, wish i could do that nope. <laughs> 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 but good humor is is hard mm. oh i no i never yeah. said i bring good humor <laughs> I, just, I, just, I bring some humor yeah, well, I, you know, I, I, I try to as well, and, and, uh, uh, you know, but I, but well, I, I am an ardent know. follower of the path of mimetic warfare. We shall mock the Nazis out of existence. We shall mock the socialists and the communists likewise. I really do feel like memeing is like the human equivalent of public ridicule, right? Like, like in a free market, how would such and such be prevented? How would you know not to go to such and such restaurant when, you know, they had dirty kitchen or whatever? It's because of that, right? There, there's a mechanism in place, and it's called public ridicule, right? A business won't stay open for long if it doesn't treat its customers appropriately, right? Specifically to food, right? The restaurant industry? Holy fuck, man. If you don't serve quality and on time you're not going to stay in business for a while unless you're a giant processed foods company McDonald's. <laughs> right or something you know the, on, on you that know the guy, portnoy right the uh the drummer barstool uh uh he he sold it and then bought it out again and some kind of an investor uh, uh what's his first name god can't remember investor in what uh the the portnoy guy uh from new york and he he was he i don't know he bought a pizza and you know and and he was uh, gotten a big argument with the uh manager owner of the pizza place about you know you know the guy tell telling portnoy he can't uh, you know judge uh, you know, everything on one one bite of pizza or something like that. And hey, do you mind if I segue got... whiplash something? Go ahead. Has the possibility <laughs> of World War Three become passe? Like, legitimate question. It seems like. Like, have we just, like, kind of gotten used to, like, eh, maybe we blow up the planet, maybe we don't, whatever. Did that happen? Well, I mean, I, they, it's the, the potential of, of WW3 to me is 
uh, is it diminishes the longer this uh, Ukraine thing goes on. Well, and apparently they pulled the same thing with uh, Romania that they pulled with uh, Poland. We're like, oh, it was definitely Russia that blew that thing up <laughs> in a NATO country. NATO, you've been attacked. Actually, those, yeah, well, those they, might be you know, the, sorry. The, the our bad. Of no, they never say sorry, oh, our yeah, bad. They're but, like, no, it's definitely Russia. You just don't want to go to war with them, pussies. The, the, the continuation of war, uh, to me, depends. I mean, I go back to the to the. Uh, civil war, the war between the states, and I say we should have never had that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, and everything in since then. I I go been, back a few know, steps further. Done. The the whiskey rebellion should never have been put down. Exactly. Like seriously, you just got done fighting a war over this. Like we get to keep our shit. Uh, until right. we like negotiate, okay, we'll give you this for this. We, we just got yeah, done it, fighting it, over this. It, nope, nope, our power now. It, it, did we lose? Did we lose the the capability of communication somewhere in between? The, <laughs> all of a yeah. sudden, now we can't talk to each no, other. No, it 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 well, changes a person. It changes a person to be able to order an army into battle. Yeah, it does. It has to. It doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't even make you an acceptable person. And it basically turns you into a fucking monster every time. Yeah, it's kind of an unnatural, right? Um, you know, leading your tribe uh, or a group of your tribe on a hunt, for example, that's, you know, that's a, a perfectly healthy human uh, experience, right? You're, right? you're you're going to get food. You're teaching a trade. You're you know following you know some sort of strategy, right? So you're communicating with those people, and you're accomplishing uh, a thing that will you know be for the betterment of the tribe. Right? Yeah. You're going to capture some food, right? Yeah. Um, that's motivation, right? Not the yeah. other way around, right? Yeah. The other way around is not motivating. No, no. Then well, it we, is the destruction of human life, right? And that does something like you, everyone knows that if a person like kills their first person, it fucks them up. Mm. Now imagine when you just get to like wave your hand and all these people die. Yeah. How cold do you have to be? And even if you used to be good, you won't be. That position right. destroys everyone. Yeah. I you know it, it makes people cold and uncaring. Yeah. Uh, like, and even like the best of men, you know, that I'm convinced that you cannot join, uh, the, the, the beast and, and change it from the inside or, or take it down at least. Right. Uh, because, uh, it's, there's no incentive. It, it will e essentially consume you at some point if you try, or you will make a decision uh, that you will regret later because it forced you into a position to do so. It's one of the bastard's best tricks. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's actually you doing this to yourself. So you can change it. You just have to, you know, do it the right way. It'll yeah. totally work. Just say the magic words and fill out the magic scrolls. And it will totally turn it from uh, an instrument of human destruction to a 
rainbow pooping unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> rainbow pooping unicorns. Hey, Bad Slave, thanks for the call, man. Uh, it is it is time. It is. It is time. Uh, thank you to all of our callers, of course. Thank you, Peakless Mountaineer. And thank you, Captain Kickass. Of course. Uh, if you missed any of the show, go find us on, on the archives over at freetalklive.com. I believe you can also find us at beardtalklive.com. Should be pointed at a, a temporary page where the Beard Talk Live episodes show up. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to search for the Beard Talk Live t-shirt uh, in your Amazon search bar. Uh, and feel free to patronize us by buying one of those. Thanks. Peace. Oh, and okay. uh, QR codes in the description. Oh, yeah. yeah. You want to donate crypto? Of course we take crypto. We do. <laughs>